0: It's only once a year. Don't you cry, don't shed a tear. It's Christmas time again. Get on your knees and say a prayer. Don't be naughty, don't you dare. It's Christmas time again. Come to your home Christmas Eve. You'll hear his sleigh bells, you'll believe. It's Christmas time again your eyes
1: and lie there still.
0: If you're
1: good, he might
0: not kill. It's Christmas time again. It's Christmas time again. Lock your doors, get into bed. Don't you
1: That's right. It's the We Belong Dead Triple Xmas Fuck Explosion. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm calling it anyway. It's just a quick episode with some pre taped shit at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my bad, guys. Sorry we've been gone for a while. What episode is this? Uh, 'Cause we there's like thirty missing episodes. Right. <laughs> that is a good question. Fifty-four? Uh, I mean, if we're not counting special episodes, we are on actually just fifty-two. Oh. Yeah. Well, let's just get this over with. I don't know. Fifty-two. Okay. There we go. (laughs) No? Nope. What what the hell? This is the side that it was on. Wow, that's That's weird. Okay. Okay. Well... It's been a while, guys. We're refiguring out our equipment. I moved the arm that my mic is on to the other side, and it's just got everything out of whack. But it makes more sense because I'm a left-handed person. Mm. So whenever I, I I smoke constantly through the show, cigarettes, and it was it was difficult. For like three years, <laughs> finally we're good. Anyway, never what's going uh, on with you guys. Never occurred to us to uh, swap the side, huh? It did. It was just that these arms, uh, like for a long time, like throughout the week that we're not down here, uh-huh. will fall. Ah, and like the past six months, they've maintained steady where they were, and I just <laughs> didn't want to touch fate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, makes sense. Um. Yeah, so this uh the the, the uh fuck explosion is finally happening. Uh we can talk about some Christmas movies, why not? This sure. will be our Christmas episode, you know? Yeah, let's go for More it. More than likely next week we'll be doing Friend Christmas on oh, Sunday. Right. So So yeah. Um so hey, God, that just means we're one episode closer to the fucking RAP oh. episode. <laughs> it's gonna be a long episode, unfortunately. I'm looking forward to it. Anyway, let's talk about happier things. I have a PS4 now. He does. It was a Black Friday purchase. Yeah. I Uh, got to... uh, I don't regret it yet. I got to pistol whip Swamp Thing as Hellboy (laughs) uh, a little while ago. It's pretty cool. It's true. Uh, Yeah. It's a decision I don't regret yet, even though I am broke. (laughs) (laughs) But you've got all these games to play. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So... It's weird, man. Like, I, like Black Friday, I never do, like, the early. Like, I don't like, wait in line or anything. Even though you could, because when people are waiting in line, you haven't gone to sleep yet, so you might as well. Right, but why would I do that? I can't smoke weed in line. <laughs> That's true. You know. Um, so, maybe next year we could do, like, a Black Friday special where we actually do wait in line oh, somewhere. Jesus Christ. And we take the uh, the H1? Zoom, H1, yeah. yeah. Maybe you know. Let's just put that on the table. It's it's a year from now, man. We'll we'll figure it out. <laughs> Less than a year. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it's like forty eight weeks from now. Um. So yeah, I mean, I'm, and I played. Uh, one of the main factors. I got to be the only person that can honestly say this hmm. and mean it. One of the main factors of me buying a PS4 is a game called Until Dawn. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, written by and featuring the great uh, Larry Fessenden, yeah. who I am absolutely in love with. I love Larry Fessenden. Yeah, as a caricature of Jack Nicholson that he is, I <laughs> right. love him so much. Um, and it didn't disappoint. I like, you were here the night uh, I played about halfway through. Yeah, I guess, and then I finished it the next night, and uh, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, but then on top of that, I bought some more games. Also, I mean, Friday the Thirteenth, obviously, was of another course. reason that I picked it up. I played that a few times. The hours that I keep them make it difficult to play that game. Right. Uh, ben and I were playing a few nights ago, and it was like 2 a.m. Yeah. And no one's on. Like, there aren't enough people playing the game <laughs> to put, like, a proper party well, especially together. Especially, like, on a Tuesday. Yeah, well, this was a Friday. Oh, okay. But, uh anyway, it's been fun. And I got a bunch of other, you know, the Injustice games and shit like that that are yeah. horror related. but. Uh the new Wolfenstein games I've got those. I'll probably start playing those in a week or so, but yeah. Um yeah, so that's like the biggest thing I think that I that I picked up or has happened with me recently. Yeah. Here's an interview about Saw. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, no, later in this episode um I don't want to say this is a two-parter, but it's because I mean, it's all one episode, but like Right. There are a, a, this is just a rambling long intro to an interview that I did. It's a double feature. It is a double feature. Um we definitely wanted to record an episode and talk to you guys and you know and we'll bring up some Christmas movies and stuff, sure. you know, to talk about it's gonna be like a full episode, just kinda condensed. Yeah. Like we're gonna ramble for an hour, hour and a half, maybe. And then I'm gonna toss to an interview that I did. It's a feature that I hope to start having every six months or so Mm. uh this guy i work with named seth who's awesome he's the weekend director he's a really really nice guy nice um raised in a very christian home went to liberty university which is a very christian college (laughs) supposedly Um, yeah (laughs) and uh never really put it dipped his toe into horror right until he met me (laughs) and uh you corrupted him so the month of october i said hey seth it's odd, you know, because I am like this atheist guy, but I get along great with Seth. Like we t- we have right. stuff to talk about. It's the, it's a real story of like you know that shit doesn't have to be clashing. Well, all if, the time. if neither one yeah. of you are being a dick about it, then right? You know. Um. So I said, "Hey, Seth, if I give you some like seminal fluid, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> if I give you some seminal horror movies uh, throughout the month of October, how would you feel about watching them? And then for my podcast, I'll do like a interview with you of like." The like, you know, uh, what do you call it? Like the uh, like the first impressions, or first impression. But like, like of like the beginnings of having your innocence peeled away in oh. your twenties. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, sure, that sounds great." That's not what he sounds like at all. <laughs> but he was like, "Yeah, that's great. That sounds great." So I gave him um, Evil Dead Two. Nice. <laughs> I didn't even bother with Evil Dead. I gave him Evil Dead Two, Chainsaw One and Two. Okay, uh, Night of the Living Dead. Phantasm, hmm. and What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, nice. I think that's all that I gave him. I need to rewatch What We Do in the Shadows. <laughs> it's it's so been funny. a while. It's so good. So he's still... That was in October, and a lot like me, he still hasn't gotten to everything he said he was going to do. Right. So we're waiting on Night of the Living Dead and Evil Dead 2. Ah. Um. So the next installment of Seth being on this show will be those movies. Right. Uh, but in the meantime, he, just, uh, he f- kind of accidentally fell into... Watching Saw, ah. the franchise, because all of them are on Netflix. Oh right, yeah. So, and I think he, maybe he didn't know off the bat that it was a horror franchise. He thought I think maybe he thought it was more like Seven. Oh, like a dark crime drama. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which the, an argument can be made. Sure, it definitely is. But um, so <laughs> it's like halfway through, I was like, okay, well, we can put those other horror movies on the back burner since you're going through these, and we can just do. Like, you're, you can take us through the Saw franchise <laughs> and it'll be funny. So that's what we did. And that's at the end of this episode. It's about an hour long. Uh, Seth is an, a, a, like an, a contagiously um, likable guy. Oh. He has an infectious laugh. Um, and it's just, it's very interesting to me to hear um, someone who's like 23 years old who's just started getting into horror and like not. Dipping his toe in, like, going, like, full swan dive into torture porn. Right. (laughs) Like, it's it's interesting. So um, enjoy that at the end of this. We'll we'll set up another intro to it pretty soon. Uh, Playing us in tonight was uh, the great Harley Poe, friends of the show, um, Joe Whiteford and company. Mm. We want to, again, thank them for letting us use their music. That was It's Christmas Time Again from an album called A Very Standard Christmas. That uh, I believe is still available on iTunes. That's the only track they have on it. It's like mm. one of those compilations of like new indie ah. bands doing Christmas covers or whatever. But yeah, I definitely want to thank them. And uh, uh, there, there is talk of a new Harley Poe album. Ah. Uh, Joe has kind of hinted around about it a bit on social media. Mm. That he's writing some stuff for a new Harley Poe album. Nice. He seems to be doing better again. We've lightly tiptoed around this a bit. There's some stuff that's been going on in his life um that's not so great. It happens to all of us. Mm. And um but the good news is it seems like he's coming out the other end and things are are pretty good. Good for Mr. Whiteford and uh very happy to be able to say that. What have you been up to? A lot, man. I'm Lono. Oh yeah. Uh, with me as always is uh the bastard son of a lesbian couple. Oh. Oh Ian Hot. Yeah. What? Gender fluid, man. We're uh we're we're woke here on We Belong Dead. Hashtag woke AF. Damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yes yeah, so what's been going on with you uh not much you did uh, any Black friday stuff you should have gotten a ps4 i did i should have yeah no i haven't really uh bought much for myself lately i did get the guyver on blu-ray so that's cool <laughs> an Arrow release of the guyver yeah um fully that's a real mastered. yeah um our good friend Walt posted on Facebook today about the new Star Wars, and one of the points he made was about how this was Mark Hamill's greatest performance. <laughs> I was like, "Excuse me, sir, if I may." <laughs> uh, the Giver, I think you may have forgotten about. Uh, I still maintain I think Hamill is, uh, and it, you still haven't seen this. I don't think, but his performance in uh, Sushi Girl, oh yeah, is fucking great. It's such a, <laughs> that movie needs more love than it gets. Yeah, he's without in a doubt. Cat's Eye as well. Or is it uh, body bags? About body bags. Yeah, okay. He's very good in body bags too. Yeah. yeah. Um, not really horror related, but uh, I really, I'm really proud of this, and and I think you you appreciate this as well. Uh, Sam and I were watching a movie the other night, uh, uh, Daddy's Home, that like comedy with Will Ferrell and um, Marky Mark. And she told me that she, um, I'm hoping the audience can hear me blinking. No, it's fine. We're getting there. <clears throat> she told me that she didn't really enjoy it because it was predictable, mm. and then she came to the re- realization that I have ruined her for movies, <laughs> and she can't wa- she can't just enjoy dumb predictable movies anymore I'm like my work is done i'm uh yeah nicely 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 played yeah <laughs> um yeah I had her uh uh watch get out mm. um which was my second viewing, and it's really like, if you've seen it once, that's great. Yeah. But watch it a second time. It is like new eyes. Like, you, yeah. you pick out, like, foreshadowing shit. At least I did. Yeah. That you didn't notice the first time. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Like, when the cop stops him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 No spoilers for what may end up being the Golden Globe winning comedy, Get Out. Lots of yucks in that movie, let me tell you. Unreal. Unreal. I mean, I'm happy that it's up for a Golden Globe. Sure. But, come on. Comedy. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Uh, yeah. Have you seen uh, It yet? Tim Curry? Yeah. I have not seen the new yeah. It. It just showed up at the uh, venue theater. Ah. Yeah. You saw it. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I rewatched. watched um, in the mouth of madness mm. recently and came to the conclusion that i think it may be my favorite john carpenter film yeah because i think you would kind of like we're leaning in that direction i've always possibly. loved it yeah, yeah but and i still maintain i mean it is pretty impossible to pick if you're a fan of john carpenter right um like it's really easy to pick between like three of them right but you don't know which one yeah it's like Starman, <laughs> memoirs of an invisible man or halloween Right. Like okay. Right. Obviously, Memoirs of an Invisible. I movie. mean, I'm a, I'm a Chevy Chase fan all the way. So. I, I like that movie. <laughs> I actually. It's been do. a long time. I'm sure I've Sam Neill is the villain. It's fucking great. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was watching it the other night, and it struck me like I every time I watch that movie, I'm immediately taken back to the Fort Theater, which ah. I talked about a lot on here, which was <clears> my <throat> church as a kid. And the end of In the Mouth of Madness, the theater he's sitting in resembles the Fort mm. so much. That like I'll never get that out of my head of sitting there alone in the theater watching Sam Neill sitting alone in what looks like the theater I'm in watching his life unravel right and just um, cackling like a yeah, like a madman yeah um but there there is not a fucking thing about that movie I don't love yeah. Like the 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 uh, the the, 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 the You might need to restart me. (laughs) (laughs) The, like, um, I don't know, the legend of Sutter Kane, Right. You know, and then the reveal of him in this bizarro, like, between worlds office thing. It's just a solid fucking flick. It's Lovecraft without being based on Lovecraft, which is hard to pull off properly. Right. And without, like, going the obvious route of, like, Cthulhu-esque, you know yeah it's just amazing uh it, it shocks me that it, it just has kind of a studio blu-ray release that arrow yeah. or one of those places hasn't been able to grab it yet it's one of the only that scream factory uh, of carpenters um at least big ones i mean it's part of his doomsday trilogy or whatever he calls it right. which is uh prince of darkness the thing and in the mouth of madness right um But yeah, I think if pressed, I might have to say, "In the Mouth of Madness" is my favorite John Carpenter film. Mm. It's strange man, I never would have thought I would that I would say that. Yeah, just because there's so many heavy hitters, The Thing, right? Halloween. Yeah, depending on my Escape mood, Escape from L.A. It flip flops between. I Actually, love Escape from L.A. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. But I t- I rewatch and enjoy Escape from L.A. ten times more than Escape from New York. Yeah. I don't know I think it's most statement. I think most people feel that way but they're scared to admit it. <laughs> right. Because it's an entertaining goddamn film. Right. Escape from New York is tedious at yeah. times. It yeah. really is. Um plus yeah. the fucking like part of the story of Escape from LA is that Jerry Falwell is the president <laughs> yeah. and Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia is the capital of America. Oh Jesus. Which is where we live. Lynchburg, right. Virginia. Right. So that doesn't hurt. Um, But yeah, I tend to go back and forth depending on my mood between the thing and uh, I may catch shit for this, but uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, no, you won't catch shit for me at all. I can't believe I've left that one out. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's kind of like Big Trouble in Little China is the perfect fun movie. Yes. I feel like. Yeah. It's also a great, and I hate to just sound like a stoner who says this about everything, but it really is like an adventure when you watch it high. Oh, nice. I haven't tried that yet. It's it's a lot of, it's never, like, that movie is never, because, okay, look, hey, (laughs) listen. I don't get scared by horror movies necessarily anymore. There are a few here and there. Yeah. Uh, And there are definitely moments in, like, Get Out had a moment that wasn't even necessarily horror, but every time at, like, 2 a.m. when I go to take the dog out,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I get, like, terrified that some dude is going to be running straight at me and then veer off at the... La- like, that right. that moment in that movie is genuinely jarring <laughs> um, and is stuck with me. But um, <clears throat> there are times when I get... high. It's happened on this show uh, where I'll get high to the point of almost, like... Uh, terrifying catatonic, catatonic uh, state yeah. um, of anxiety mm. and there are certain horror movies that if I watch and I get a little too high like they will affect me in that moment <laughs> I'm here to say Big Trouble in Little China is not one of those movies you can constantly smoke through that entire movie and have a fucking blast <laughs> I can see that yeah so I encourage anyone that hasn't gotten high and watched Big Trouble in Little China please do give a shot yeah uh, you want to talk about some Christmas horror? Sure. Now, I'll say right off the bat, though, I'm not a huge fan of Christmas horror in general. My list is short. Yeah. Um, like, a lot of the low-budget stuff in the past ten, five or ten years, I haven't seen. Right. Um, like, Krampus and stuff. That's not low-budget, but, like, eh. a lot of my stuff is, like, throwback. <laughs> oh, like, Black Christmas, obviously. Right. Is amazing. Yeah. Um, um, Christmas Evil. Uh, Yeah, fucking wonderful. Um, I think you can put Scrooged on this podcast. I mean, sure, the the Ghost of Christmas Future. Yeah, and his future, right, is pretty fucking uh, horrific. And when his old boss comes to visit him at the beginning, to him, yeah, sees, you know Russian vodka poisoned by Chernobyl. Of a (laughs) bang, of a bang, (laughs) bango, bango. (laughs) I love when he makes his drink. He pours like. All the way to the brim liquor and then sprinkles soda <laughs> right. on top. Oh, God, I love them. That is my pick for ultimate Christmas movie. Sure. I, I, it's the movie that pretty soon, in just a few days, hopefully, I'll be sitting down, getting completely baked, putting on and wrapping, doing my wrapping Christmas gifts marathon Yeah, that I love so much. Yeah. I love wrapping Christmas <laughs> gifts. Also, if you ever want to hear me tear up... <laughs> There's a uh streamatorium on the uh dispatch dispatches from the weird um channel which you downloaded this from if you go back quite a ways. Right. Uh we uh, Ben and I did a uh, streamatorium for Scrooged, and I said at the beginning of it when when Frank Cross tears up at the end you do too. I I, <laughs> it, I it cannot be helped. Yeah. Uh every I've seen that movie hundreds of times. Yeah. Every single time. Yeah. When he starts talking to the home audience and Bill, Mur- you really sense that Bill Murray, <laughs> that it happens to him. Right. You know, I was, anyway, I could do We could do a whole fucking podcast about Scrooge. <laughs> um, I just recently ordered Christmas Evil on Blu ray and it came mm. in. Uh, I had it on DVD for years. I did not realize vinegar syndrome, uh, which is great. Yeah. Uh, vinegar syndrome and, um, Oh, God damn it. And another company have recently uh, really, like, like uh, I won't say they're at, like, a um, ready-to-take-over-the-world Scream Factory or Arrow mm-hmm. level, but what they're putting out is so impressive recently. Vinegar Syndrome and so Severin is, Films. Oh, Severin, oh. Uh, if you're not familiar with those releasing companies, go check them out because they're like right at the beginning of of greatness. Right. Um, but yeah, the vinegar syndrome. Uh, I believe the DVD may have had this, but I also think that it didn't because I don't remember listening to it. A commentary track with John Waters. No shit. Uh, because it's his favorite Christmas movie, nice. so he does like a fan commentary on Christmas That's Evil. Awesome. So I look forward to. To watching that, but uh, I I was not able to uh, get the Scream Factory Silent Night Deadly Night mm. uh, box set with which, the figure. Yeah, which I'm not that sad about. No. I'm not. Maybe cool to have, but not yeah. for that much money. Yeah. So, and then about a week ago, I went to order the Blu-ray itself, and it is sold out everywhere. Yeah. Um. So I may not be watching Silent Night Deadly Night this year, which is a bummer. But I've still got Scrooged and Rare Exports. I still haven't seen that one. I'm I'm making it a point to see that at some point. Yeah, is it streaming anywhere? I know for like the longest time it was on Netflix, but between Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon, I got to imagine it's playing on there. Yeah, if not, I'm pretty sure that what I have is a Blu-ray DVD combo, Hmm. and I can, if you wouldn't mind watching the DVD, I can let you borrow that, because I'll probably watch the Blu-ray in the next week or so. Yeah, I've heard it's fantastic. It really is. Um, It really, really is. Uh, It really is. Really, really. Um, I was looking forward to revisiting Silent Night, Deadly Night as well because I haven't seen it in a very long time. Yeah. Um, I tend to just stick with Black Christmas yeah, um, for most of, of December and, of course, Scrooged and uh, the Pee-Wee Herman Christmas special. <laughs> of course. I tend to watch that pretty often. Yeah. Um, uh, along with I, I tend to throw Kiss Kiss Bang Bang in there as a good Christmas movie. Yeah, that's my favorite. Well, it's one of my favorite movies, period. Yeah. But it's my favorite, like, te- technically it's a Christmas movie. Movie, Like, you know, like Die Hard and shit like that. Like, I enjoy Die Hard, but Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is the best of that potential category. Uh, it really is a remarkably good movie. Yeah. Um, you know, on its own. And not horror. No. Um, but whatever. Although, yeah, not horror. <laughs> There's no way to... <laughs> no, I was really trying... <laughs> Um Yep. Mm-hmm. I uh I rewatched uh on purpose Rawhead Rex. <laughs> Which is um, also a Christmas movie. <laughs> for some of us. For some of us. Uh yeah. Yeah. One one Christmas movie that I remember liking the first time. But I was in college, and so I may have just been a dumb college age guy. Um, but I loved it because it was so fucking bad and ridiculous. It was uh, Santa's sleigh? Oh, with Bill Goldberg? Yeah, yeah. You know, I've only seen that one famous scene at the dinner table. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> the rest of the movie doesn't live up to that scene. I can't, that's kind of what I yeah. thought, so I didn't want to like. I mean, not yeah. the the rest of the movie is fucking terrible, but just because that scene is goddamn bananas. Yeah, and uh, yeah, B A N A n a n a s n a or something yes yeah it's got um oh god uh dave thomas is like the mayor of the uh of the town like s c t v dave thomas yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great, yeah, i like that guy i want to thank our new sponsor <laughs> uh starbucks cold brew cocoa and honey with cream coffee it's pretty mm. magical it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> good, you guys. It's so good you're getting drunk off an non-alcoholic <laughs> drink. Oh, no, I add gin. Ah. I mean, it is Christmas time. Yeah, it's my eggnog. Coffee and gin. Um, we would like to give a big uh, shout-out to our actual sponsors, Pseudo Ludo. Ah, yes. Uh, check them out at... Uh, PseudoLudo.BigCartel.com. It's been a while, and you got it right. Yeah, look at you. Uh, for all of your killer fucking pen needs, uh, last minute Christmas stuff. I can't speak for them, but maybe if you put like in a note to them that it's for Christmas, I would not see them objecting to rushing something out to you. Yeah, uh, they're they're ama- they're amazing people, uh, Pam and Monstro. They're just really really great. They've become great friends of ours. Yeah. And that's aside from the fact that they produce killer products for horror fans yeah, in the most loving possible way uh, and the most wonderfully surprising packaging that you'll ever find. Uh, Currently, they have a set of Amicus enamel pens out that you think you can buy on Severin's website. Uh, That tells you another thing about Severin I was just talking about. They're partnering up with Pseudo Ludo for stuff. Right. So, you know. Of course, they're fucking great. Right. Um, they also have released a poster sized version of their 3DD Ma 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 Jason, <sighs> right. uh, Voorhees print, which I really want to get for myself. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping they have some left after Christmas. Um, but yeah, prints, if you're a King Diamond fan, they have an awesome King Diamond print. Uh, Jombie from, we were talking about Pee Wee's Playhouse, they have an amazing Jombie print. Um, but, yeah, their pens, uh, recently they've uh, been putting out a lot of original idea pens, which are, are get, not getting the love they deserve. Yeah. So uh, head over and, and rectify that. I will they have say. They a four-pen a four back uh, right. monster of a fucking enamel pen. Yeah, I, I picked that one up for myself, and I will say it's goddamn glorious <laughs> in yeah, it person. Really is. It's so cool. The flesh ball? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, just, you know, whatever. If you're not there yet go to uh pseudo ludo p-s-e-u-d-o l-u-d-o dot big com. and you're really pushing it there you're spelling <laughs> that out. Got it right though. yeah you did uh so yeah definitely please go there and tell them we belong dead sent you and uh spread them around as well because they're they're really really great people with really really great products yeah and i can't say that about anywhere else that i purchase pens or posters or Fright rags are pretty great, so T-shirts, I can say. Right. But <laughs> Pseudo Ludo is the way to go. Yeah. They also have a limited edition Maniac T-shirt. Yeah, it's really, um, pretty cool. The, they designed that looks amazing. Um, so just go check them out, Com. Yeah, do it. Yeah. So that was fun. <laughs> you want to go get high and watch uh, Big Trouble in Little China? Get high. <laughs> 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 um, I need to pick a uh, middle of the podcast Christmas song. Ah, um, what was I looking for? Oh yeah, there he is, Danville native, uh, the man who gave me the nickname Lono. Oh yeah, Mister Mojo Nixon in nineteen ninety two. Locked himself and his band in a small studio with, I want to say, five bottles of peppermint schnapps. Oh, Jesus. And did a two-day bender where they did not leave the studio until they finished recording 16 Christmas classics. Goddamn. (laughs) uh, Fueled by the uh, schnapps, and it is an amazing album called Horny Holidays. Uh, I don't remember what I played last year. Hmm. What to play, what to play. He does a really, uh, honestly, killer version of Grinch. Ah. Uh. Um. I think you may have played, the, like, you may have taken this out on that one and played another one in the middle. So I think we've done the Grinch. Have we done Good King Wenceslaus? I don't know. This is an amazing version of Good King Wenceslaus where they get all the 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 words right. It's amazing. Enjoy Mojo Nixon from Horny Holidays with Good King Wenceslaus.
2: Total Lakers, one, two, three, four.
1: There you go. And I am nailing these uh, audio cues. Oh. <laughs> That's why there's a little screw. I was wondering what that was for. Sorry, I just uh, accidentally pulled out my entire mic arm. It's fine, though. I popped it back in the joint. Oh, yeah. Pulled the rigs. <laughs> In uh, my life, which is far more Murtaugh, I just pulled the rigs. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, I am getting too old for this shit. Are we all? Mm. Coming up in about a half hour, an interview with Seth. <laughs> no, I hope you guys enjoy that. He's a good dude. We'll probably go out on a Mojo Nixon Christmas song as well, just because my. Uh, Christmas music library isn't that vast. <laughs> surprise, surprise. We could uh, end on Santa and His Old Lady, which is one of my favorite Christmas tracks. Yeah. That, or uh, uh, Rush with Bob and Doug McKenzie. Yeah. Can't remember what it was. The 12 Beers of Christmas. One. Right. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Uh, you were talking about. Uh, oh. Mm. Well, never mind. We can't. Talk, well, I don't know when Sam is going to listen to this. And I was about to mention something that you got her for Christmas, so I don't want to... Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that you told me about upstairs, Uh that is really good, actually. Oh, good. (laughs) Confusion. (laughs) (laughs) Misdirection. Uh, There's been some stuff going on with Ghost. Yeah, there has. Um We still don't have an answer to what is going on. Nothing. But they suddenly released the double live album, and it's glorious. It's fantastic. Uh, What is it? Ceremony and oh god damn it! Hang on, I got it. I got it. Ceremony and um... some of the D maybe devotion. I think so. (laughs) We're big fans of this band. (laughs) Not as big fans as we are of Pinkish Black, but. They are really good. Yeah. <laughs> Ceremony and Devotion. Uh, yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> What's really cool... Well, all of it's really cool. I sound far away again. <laughs> <laughs> to me, anyway. Check, 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 check. Did that do anything? I don't know. Whatever. Um, at the beginning of the album, they play a bit of that song that intro song yeah for when they come on stage that uh, from uh eyes wide shut (laughs) to me having seen them live that was kind of a cool little thing to leave right yeah um but the album's phenomenal yeah um highly suggest you pick it up i haven't i haven't ordered the album yet i need to yeah I still don't have, uh, I mean, it wasn't our favorite, but the um, Pope Star EP. Right. Um, I still haven't added that to my vinyl collection. I need to do that. Hmm. I have added some things to my vinyl collection, though. You've added quite a few things to your vinyl collection. uh, Some uh, uh, soundtracks, Hmm. some horror film soundtracks from, uh, two of them I ordered from a place called House of Mysterious Secrets. Okay. Okay. Which is a cool place. It's a, kind of like a one stop horror shop online. They have action figures, books, movies, um, records, all kinds of stuff. I think they're just kind of a. I don't think, I don't think House of Mysterious Secrets themselves puts anything out, like releases anything. But they are like kind of a hub where they'll order like all the horror shit from NECA, all the horror shit from like this publishing house. Oh, no nice and then they make it available, um, and their prices are great. Um, so, yeah, I picked up the soundtrack from Death Waltz Records for The Void mm. from them, which is very good. That's a damn good score. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> very Carpenter reminiscent. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what... It wasn't Death Waltz or Waxwork that put it out. Um, the della Morte Della Oh, the Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I post a picture of an obvious record 12 by 12 that on the picture says original soundtrack (laughs) and in my description says soundtrack and uh ian and chris both are like oh man i saw this and you made me think they put out a blu-ray i'm like well then you're a fucking idiot easy no (laughs) it's time we had this out (laughs) sorry i was like look it could have been a laser disc you know. Yeah, what would that do for you? I mean, I could probably find a cheap laser disc player. Good Maybe. luck. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I get that. That that's a really, really great soundtrack. And the cover art is phenomenal. Yeah. And as far as I know, that that record has been out of print for a while. Oh, nice. Uh, as is The Void, I believe. Mm. And uh, House of Mysterious Secrets. They had a few more that I was like, wow, I thought that was out of print. And they're not charging exorbitant fees. They're charging, you know, what, what it, like 25 bucks or whatever it was when it came right. out. So, um, you know, they're not a sponsor or anything, but I'd definitely say check out House of Mysterious uh, especially if you're looking for, um, like, well, good priced vinyl yeah. horror soundtracks. They have, um, I think Waxwork put out a really great trick or treat mm. uh, double record. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They they have that they have a anyway Uh, so then uh, waxwork records uh, which is kind of the like the arrow video of uh, soundtrack vinyl uh, horror soundtrack vinyl reissues Uh, they had an amazing cyber sunday sale yeah and uh, they also had the option of pay after delivery on paypal (laughs) so that happened. Uh, so through them, I picked up the Evil Dead Two soundtrack. Yeah, which is a great soundtrack. I I have not, I've vocally not been a big fan of the cover art. Mm. I, I I just feel like I don't know. I mean, it looks. I mean, as a as a piece, it looks great, but right. it's just not what I, I would prefer. Something better. There's mm. uh, something different. I, I wish it didn't suck so much. Yeah, <laughs> but I picked it up in the uh, Oldsmobile Yellow variant. Nice. nice. Uh, and I mainly picked that one up so we can have it playing once the game finally gets here, uh, in yes. hopefully February. Uh, <laughs> hopefully two years ago. Look, you know <laughs> they. You know it was going to be April. Yeah. And then a few weeks ago they put out, "Hey, look, I know this is shitty, but here's a glimmer of good news. It's right. going to be a couple months earlier." So. Yeah. Whatever, whenever that finally gets here, we will have the soundtrack on vinyl to play in the background, and I'm excited about yeah. that um I mean, whatever, I got my dice, so I don't <laughs> really care about the game yeah. as much um so and I also picked up uh um Salem's lot the mm. soundtrack for Salem's lot, which I think a lot of people don't really think about as being a great score, and uh, it is well, yeah. so there you go. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, and I picked up the soundtrack to From Beyond ah. through them, which makes me very <clears> happy because I have their now long out of print. I think it was their first release, the soundtrack for Reanimator. Nice. So it's a nice pairing with that, and the cover art for that is fucking awesome. I bet. <laughs> uh, and then to top it off, I picked up their uh, two LP Creep Show. Yeah. Soundtrack. That's pretty great cover which too. Is great, and that's yeah. that's Ghoulish Gary, I believe, did that. Um, and uh, two of them, um, which two? I want to say Creep. Well, I know Show and Evil Dead Two. I think uh, both come with a lithograph. Oh, nice! That I need to get framed. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I'm not the best with money. <laughs> but again uh, much like the ps4 even though i'm like on the verge of having to make ketchup soup for dinner right uh i don't regret the purchases <laughs> 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 um yeah yeah but oh what i was what i was getting to much earlier was um it's interesting that up until this year black friday for me has always been blu-rays Mm. yeah And I think that I noticed last year, it was, it's become either stuff that I don't want or don't care about or already have. Right. And this year, that was like the pinnacle of that. The only Blu-ray I picked up on Black Friday was the new Blair Witch. Yeah. Which was like three bucks, I think. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. And that's a really good movie. Really the only Black Friday stuff I do, like, in a physical store Mm -hmm. is, I just pillage Walmart's, like, black friday blu-ray right yeah sec. i only got one movie out of that it wasn't even horror it was uh blood father n- a newer uh mel gibson blood movie father. yeah it yeah. sounds like a horror movie right let's yeah. not overdo it <laughs> uh text me the room number yeah um yeah yeah, my Black Friday usually, like we said, like we don't, I don't wait in line or anything. Um, and the hours that I work, especially now that the past few years Black Friday has started on Thanksgiving, yeah, um, like Thanksgiving Day and Black Friday every year, I work until midnight. Right. So I'll get out at, at midnight and then go to Walmart, mm-hmm. and a lot of places. Uh, that Thursday and Friday are open insanely late right um, so I'll just like you said like just kind of go be a vulture <laughs> yeah. um, not a vulture a um crow no what's the bird that circles dead bodies vulture you had to write the first time or, or buzzard either way yeah all right <laughs> you remember that uh, tales from the crypt episode with uh, Kyle McLaughlin as the uh, prisoner, oh. escape prisoner. Yeah. And then at the end, he's uh, paralyzed, laying in the desert. Yeah. And the fucking buzzard comes down and starts eating his eyes. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, how could we not mention all through the house? Uh, with our Christmas. I mean, it's not a movie, but it's the Tales from the Crypt episode oh. with the great Larry Drake. Yeah, yeah. Right over there. Uh, right over there. <laughs> over there. <laughs> over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I need to rewatch that too. Just to get into the spirit. That's what's been missing. I haven't really been feeling Christmas, but uh, I, need, I just need to watch that episode and I'll be good. Yeah. Do you have that season? I do. What are you missing? Seven? <sighs> Six, six or of seven. Our listeners, if you want to send in a Christmas gift for Ian. I mean, just look me up on Amazon. I got lists. I'd like to get, um, and this is terrible reasoning, but I would like to get the new Tales from the Crypt complete set mm-hmm. just to free up space. <laughs> right. Because all seven seasons uh, I could fit like, Nine or ten Blu-rays, right, in that spot. <laughs> <laughs> so, and uh, real estate is at a premium in your it, uh, it in your room. Surely <laughs> is, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Meow, meow. Pew, pew, pew. What? <laughs> For a second, I thought you were going ZZ Top, and then you then you took a turn. Room mouse, brown, round. And, um, Texas (laughs) town By the track house. I got a lot of nice girls. Uh, did you, did you, you, Mm -hmm. you, did you tell me that you watched, uh, You're Gonna Miss Me? I, I haven't finished it yet. Oh, okay. But I have started it, yeah. It's sad. I bet. Um... After you watch it, though, I look forward to showing you the PS that's on the DVD. Ah. There's like a a year later update. Oh, nice. That's not on the movie. <coughs> um, they, it's not really a spoiler alert, but it kind of makes it all worth it. Oh, okay. It's an uplifting right. uh, post-script. Yeah. What hmm. are you looking up? I'm trying to find which... I'm looking through my uh, Amazon wish list to see which Tales from the Crypt I don't have. Ah. The French. <laughs> you know, I need to get in touch with uh, our buddy Chris. Yeah. I haven't talked to him in quite a while, and I'm not sure why. I think uh, the disintegration temporarily of game night mm. has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Um, oh, also, we may start, maybe if anybody wants to chime in on this, on our uh, Facebook page, We Belong Dead, or uh, send us a message at WeBelongDeadPod at gmail.com. Um, I'm contemplating starting a, like, spinoff podcast of We Belong Dead, mm. uh, focusing on us starting our campaign on that uh, Western D&D that you gave me. Ah, uh, yeah. Because um, that's, we, <laughs> this is all shit that no one listening cares about, but every Friday I would have a game night over here, and then, like, things would come up, a couple weeks in a row right? Uh, that caused me to cancel it, and then it just kind of fizzled, and then it got cold. Right. And the basement is like a fucking ice box. Yeah, I can't feel my toes. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry. Um, so until I get a kerosene heater, which I think will work pretty well down here, those are pretty blasting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's kind of been suspended, but uh, for my birthday mm. last year, you and Chris? Well, yeah. you, Chris got me like a, a follow-up book. Right. But you got me this amazing set uh, for, what's it called? I can't remember. It's like Dead something. like Deadlands. Deadlands, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's like a uh, supernatural uh, Old West D&D yeah. game. Um, that you play with like a deck of regular cards and poker chips and dice and shit. So we're going to start a campaign on that. Ben has decided that he's going to learn how to DM Mm. for it and then show me how to because I don't learn so well from, like, book reading. (laughs) (laughs) I need somebody, like, there that already knows to kind of walk me through it. And Ben, I guess, is way better at book learning. Right. So uh, I'm giving him the books that you guys gave me to study up on, and then he's going to put together and let us know what we need to create and stuff like that. So, and then we both started talking about, you know, that could be kind of neat, uh, like a role-playing thing from inception right? of all of us learning to play up through, like, knowing how to play and being well into a campaign, yeah. you know, finishing it. I think we'll probably do it anyway, but it'd be nice to hear feedback from you guys if you think it would be fun. It would be kind of like Nerd Poker. Right. Um, <laughs> or, uh, yeah, there's another... Well, like Harmontown does... D and D at the end of every episode, yeah. but um, it would be something like that, you know. Um, I'm missing season six. Ah, okay. Yes. So for Christmas, uh, Ian needs season six of Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. And I'm looking at you, Robbie, because you're the only fan that's ever <laughs> sent us anything, Replicator. Oh,
0: that's right. We still haven't <laughs> watched that.
1: We haven't. We need to. <laughs> it was on Best of the Worst, though. Was it? Yeah, that's there's awesome. this YouTube show that I've been watching called Best of the Worst. They're out in Milwaukee. And, um, anyway, look it up. I'm not going to get into it, but it's it's a good time waster. They're very entertaining. Um, mm, mm. Let's get serious for a minute. Mm. What do you think about this uh, viral video of this kid that's being bullied? Keaton. Where do you fall on that? Have you heard about this? Yeah. 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 Or his mom and dad are probably racist. Yeah, and yeah. he might have been called ugly because he called someone the N-word. It's so complicated. Yeah, um, hot button. Hot it's a button. hot button issue. If I could bring something over from <laughs> we from uh, dispatches from the weird. Um, man, I've been mentioning dispatches from the weird a lot tonight. Is that some sort of foreshadowing? I <gasps> don't know. Mm. Um, probably not. You know me. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's a heartbreaking video. It is. Like, if you scrape away any of the, like, stuff that you've heard after the fact. Right. Just watching that video, you're like, oh my god. I have a hard time believing that kid is a bad kid. Right. Uh, Mainly because in the video he talks about how, like, even more than kids picking on him it bothers him when other kids get picked on. Right. I'm like, that's not really what somebody with hate and racism in their heart... Right. ...tends to feel. Uh, the parents, I have little doubt, or probably. <laughs> okay. But here's the thing, and I'm, I'm going to reveal a bit of myself that I probably shouldn't. Okay. Um, it's going to be one of those episodes. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it's not... But, like, when I was a little kid... Yeah. Like, okay, my parents are from the South. My parents are from... If anybody has seen... um. Justified. Yeah. My parents are from that town, Harlan County, Kentucky. Right. It's fucking... It's coal mines. And that's it. Yeah. Uh, it's coal mines and Confederate flags. Nice. And that's what you got. Now, my parents aren't racist, Right. Um, which is great. My dad's a <laughs> right. liberal. He votes Democrat, you know? Right. Um, But they came from that place. So I can remember as a little kid have, going to the beach and having a fucking float that was the confederate flag ah yeah and it wasn't a thing yeah i didn't know what it meant right but no one gave a shit yeah and uh you know loved dukes of hazard growing up their car was called the general lee (laughs) and it had a fucking confederate flag you know right but they weren't meaning no harm so (laughs) right but like having grown up now i'm all for the like I'm not I'm not defending the Confederate flag. I think it right. should be taken down. I'm not for it at all. But I'm just like as far as Keaton goes, Right. Like it may be that kind of circumstance where sure. it's just yeah, what yeah. he's grown up in and he doesn't right. he does. he genuinely doesn't know. Right. Anyway. Yeah. I'd like to take this opportunity to extend uh we would love to have Keaton on as a guest. Right. I, mean, I I've know, seen a lot of other celebrities. I know, like, like Chris Evans, said you can come to Avengers. Lower level guys like uh, Chris Evans and Snoop have yeah. have reached out, but I know Keaton is a big fan and We Belong Dead. Yeah, and uh, we'd love to have him on to do like a stoned commentary for Big Trouble in Little China. I mean, I'd love to get a nine year old stoned. And uh, thank you. You know, thank you. See, we're not afraid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh boy, I tell you, Trump's getting us in a lot of trouble, isn't he? <laughs> What did this show just turn into? <laughs> I can't think of anything to talk about. And truth be told, you're not really helping on that <laughs> front. <laughs> when you first started talking about the Keaton thing, I thought you were doing a bit. And then you got kind of serious about it. Um, That's exactly how it went, too. Okay. I was doing a bit, and then I actually started thinking about what we were talking about. And I was like, I kind of was that kid. I mean, I, I never really got picked on. Right. Anyway. <laughs> and if anyone hasn't seen the show Justified, I suggest you do. It's a really great show. Yeah. Uh, um, um, uh, Timothy Oliphant and uh, Stephen are in it. <laughs> uh, I can't remember that guy's name, but he and Stephen have the same mouth. Uh, God. And that's a compliment. Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins, yeah. yeah. Also, a uh, guy that I always... Talk about how much I love, and then as soon as I say the name, you're gonna look him up because you do every time. Jerry Burns. Jerry, but no, I know you're talking uh, about this stuff. <laughs> amazing character actor. He's on it. Uh, they brought in some really heavy hitters. <laughs> Why am I talking about this? But like, uh, uh fucking Sam Elliott is in the final season, Pat oh, nice. Oswalt has a recurring character. Nice, it's a great show, it really. <laughs> Really is. One uh, nothing to do with horror. <laughs> okay, I'll, you guys uh, ever watch Buffy? <laughs> I'll steer us back, please. Um, one Christmas horror movie that I've never seen. There we go. Not only are you steering back, but you're like on target. Oh yeah, for um, the uh, triple Xmas fuck explosion episode where uh, we talk about Saw for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, is uh, I've never seen it, but I've always wanted to. Uh, Christmas Evil. I was just talking about that. No, movie. I know. Oh, okay, I know. <laughs> okay. Like you, you mentioned it, but oh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. saying. Like that's one that I, I've wanted to see because, like, the I'll double check when we go upstairs. That may have a DVD copy with it too. Because it, it's one of those ones where I like some. I can't remember what, what website popped up. Uh, an article like just like breaking down that movie and saying it was their favorite, like Christmas horror movie it's ever. A rad. Mo- it's a rad movie. <laughs> Well, it is. It is, yeah. Um, actually, somebody was telling me, it may have been Monstro or Steven. doesn't matter. Whoever it was, thank you. But um, uh, Shudder, that horror streaming service yeah, yeah. that I it was kind of lukewarm on. Well, yeah, I did the trial early on. Right. And while it was cool, and it really was like a horror Netflix, Right. it really was focused on... People that aren't collectors. Right. Because, like, every title I would just look behind me and go, okay, I can right. watch that. Right. Or I could put in the Blu ray. Uh, okay, I could watch that. Or, And they were sorely missing TV series. I think that would have helped them a lot if they yeah. had, like, uh, Kolchak and Twilight. Or, like, even stuff that uh, you can't really find anywhere, like Vampire the Masquerade oh, TV yeah? show. Uh, that would be Kindred the Embraced. Kindred the Embraced, yeah. <laughs> Uh, or that show that you always talk about, Brimstone. Yeah, Brimstone? yeah, like stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. dig up some really cool uh, obscure horror stuff, uh, and also their lack of original programming. Right. <clears throat> um, I've heard they've gotten better. I'm tempted to dip my toe back in and do like another free month. Right. Anyway, but I've heard for the month of uh, December, they have pretty much all of the Christmas horror. Oh, nice streaming. Uh, Silent Night, LA, Black Christmas, Christmas Evil, like yeah. all the Krampus, all that stuff. Uh, from what i understand is is there and ready to go and i think they offer a free month trial so if you just want to get it to stream some christmas horror i won't tell nobody <laughs> <laughs> and keaton sure won't tell anybody will you keaton no i won't I tell no nobody. no don't do it oh, god damn it god damn it i just don't know why uh, christmas horror oh. has to be so christmasy you're going straight to hell <laughs> Straight to hell. Um, you still Wait, haven't seen Krampus, have you? No. It's James Wan, right? Yes. I like him a lot. I was very underwhelmed with it. Really? Like a lot of the creature designs are pretty cool, but it, and it. But I guess my problem is that it should have been fucking awesome. Right. I mean, it's got fucking Keckner, Adam Scott, um, and you know, cool monster designs, but like hardly any gore like it's not i don't know it just didn't vibe with me like it did with pretty much everyone else who watched it apparently yeah well i mean if we go through the track record of james Wan for me it's pretty much all hits yeah like i love saw yeah obviously uh which you'll find out later in this episode (laughs) Uh, my christmas my triple Xmas fuck explosion gift to you yeah um and then we got uh that puppet movie i liked that a lot Puppet movie? Yeah, about the killer puppets. Uh, Dead Silence. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that love one. that movie. Yeah. Insidious, I loved. Yeah. I know there's some things in between I may not have seen right. or didn't care for, but the guy has a pretty good track record sure. for me, so I should give Tramp a, Trampus. <laughs> That's the uh, porn version. I should uh, give Krampus a shot. Yeah. And maybe I will. Maybe you I will. doubt it. <laughs> you yeah, never know. Mm, 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 mm. Yep. Oh, here's something fun. Let's talk about horror icons, ah. like characters, Okay. and what you would get them for Christmas. <laughs> okay. That's pretty good, right? <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> I'm shocked at myself. We're uh, going to make this a fuck explosion <clears throat> if I have to come all over everything in this room. <laughs> Again. <laughs> it's true. It'd be a lot colder without that layer. Oh, you know what? I also got a really cool poster from uh, Cavity Colors Mm. of the Blob 2. That was pretty Um, cool. They envisioned a world where a sequel to Chuck Russell's Amazing Blob (laughs) remake happened, and then they made a poster for it, and it's awesome. And that was a a Black Friday purchase. Mm. Anyway, what are you going to get Leatherface for Christmas, Ian? Hmm. Uh, I we gonna little, get him. Have a little uh, music underneath us here. Like obviously, we don't want to go like the obvious route and be like, "Oh, I'm gonna get him, get Jason a, like new machete or something like that." Like I was gonna get him a hockey puck. Well, did you just meow? <laughs> <laughs> Am I saying meow? <laughs> uh, okay, who we starting with? You said Leatherface. Okay, what do <laughs> we? All right, Leatherface. I'm gonna get Leatherface. Um, I'm gonna get Leatherface some a new uh, like palette of makeup mm. for his pretty woman mask. Go to like Sephora, really like spend some money. Yeah, like really make yeah. it make it worth it. Yeah, yeah sure. Hmm. Which Leatherface are we talking? Here? The only one. Okay. Gunner Hansen's Leatherface. Okay. Well, I mean, you can pick whichever, I guess. Yeah. Because the personalities did differ. Yeah. Um, because if we're talking like Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Well, yeah, I go a totally different route with I, that. I'd probably get him like a Pornhub Premium subscription or something. Because that, that boy That would go <laughs> is nicely with what I would get. I was going to get him a Fleshlight. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Made of real flesh. Yeah. <laughs> It, it's just like the cardboard tube from paper towels filled with raw pork. Hey, hey, <laughs> new market. I will report back. <laughs> Gross. Uh. Um. All right. Well, uh, what would we get for? What would we get? What would we get for? Um. Jason Voorhees.
0: Mm.
1: they have a plain version of these right yeah they're not as good or like a salted yeah it's like sea salt next time you grab some of these can you grab a pack of those for me because i keep telling my dad about these yeah because that's his thing is the unpopped kernels right uh but he doesn't like cheese ah if you think about it yeah yeah where do you get them i could just get sheets (laughs) oh sheets yeah oh okay I thought it was a fresh market thing. Well, you can get like a big bag of fresh market. Okay, yeah. I yeah. don't I, I don't like fresh market. Yeah. <laughs> they, they look at me like, what are you doing in here? You're so fat. What are you doing in fresh market? I don't know. What are we getting, Jason? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> what are we getting, Jason? Maybe like a new jumpsuit. Okay. Mm. Yeah, this is probably getting pretty tattered and dirty at this point, or a speed suit, as uh, Doctor Thaddeus Venture <laughs> calls it. Yeah, you, if you go with that, I'll grab him a, a pair, a new pair of work boots. Well, like some steel toes. <laughs> Jason's a lot like buying for your dad. <laughs> right, <laughs> <laughs> he's more practical. Yeah. Um. Oh, here's one. What are you gonna get, Michael Myers? I don't even know what he's into. <laughs> Just like a like a Sam's Club like industrial sized bag of uh candy corn. <laughs> Maybe a nice set of knives. Yeah. Like a block of knives. Like ginsu like <laughs> ginsu? Ginsu. you will cut like right through a can and they can slice a tomato. <laughs> <laughs> Never liked a girl enough to buy her twelve knives before. This is crazy. <laughs> it says here that there is a spot on a woman. No <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> oh, man, uh, Norman Bates. Hmm. Uh, estrogen supplements. <laughs> Let me just get a new house coat, <laughs> <laughs> or uh, bleach. Mm. You can always use bleach. Yeah. Um, a towel. Most of these are towels. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> um. <laughs> Penhead? VHS. (laughs) (laughs) What would you give Penhead? I, just, like, I mean, i play it safe with him, brother, and just give him like, a gift certificate to some, like, Hot topic. Adam and Eve. <laughs> okay. <laughs> some bondage store. Yeah. Because you don't know what he has, you know? Right, yeah. What about uh, Freddy? Hmm... They get them like season one of Toddlers and Tiaras on DVD. You can probably find that at Ollie's. Probably. Freddy. Kruger. Hmm. Right? Yeah. I would get Freddy a uh, purple mattress. Ah. I hear they're really nice. Yeah. Well, if you go with Casper Mattress, you can use the last podcast on the left uh, <laughs> their promo code. That's true. How about uh, Mick from Wolf Creek? Oh, Jesus. Huh. I mean, what do you get the man who has everything? You can get him like uh You go practical with him, too. And get him like, um, like a shitload of canned goods. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like uh Beanie Weenies. Oof. Like a case of Beanie Weenies. Yeah. Or uh car battery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel I wish I did a really good mic impression cuz I would love to do like the reaction. Oh. <laughs>
0: made a car battery.
1: That's yeah, terrible. How did you know? Uh.
2: This is too much.
1: <laughs> What would you get uh Herbert West? Ooh, um I'd probably order him one of those amok time statues of the hand. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're on sale, you know. <laughs> he seems <coughs> he seems like uh he doesn't seem like he's much of a materialistic guy. You yeah, know? he'd be hard to shop for. Either that or he's like AJ, our friend AJ, who never buys anything frivolous for himself. Right. But if you get him like an action figure or something, he goes ballistic and loves it. Well, there you it. go. Yeah. Hmm. What would I get Herbert West? Uh, what? 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 Some pens? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe like um, Again these are all going pretty this, this bit did not turn out The way I thought We're actually like Taking it like Oh, oh Herbert West I would get him uh, Like some notebooks Yeah Like some blank notebooks Some beakers <laughs> Yeah Alright how about As a lead in To uh, our segment With Seth ah. What are you gonna get John Kramer <sighs> From Kramer versus Kramer yeah, right. <clears throat> John Kramer, for those with a low salt level, is Jigsaw. Uh, I'm going to get him uh, some weed. He's got cancer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah. maybe he'll mellow out a bit. Yeah. And some like CBD oil. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Or like a really silly looking bong. <laughs> Like, you can't be menacing an evil with, like, a like three-chambered bong that's, like, <laughs> candy-striped. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, I guess that's about it. Yeah. We've gone a little over an hour. Sorry we didn't have more for this episode. It really is a mixture of, like, just end-of-year, tuckered-out mm-hmm. um, laziness and, uh, you know, a couple things popping up here and there. Uh, everything's fine, like in, in my personal life anyway. Mm. Um, you know, peaks and valleys. Right. But like, uh, those of you that know, um, my dad had been going through some stuff. Uh, he's doing great. So none of it has been, you know, emergency stuff with that. It's just some more inconvenient stuff, <laughs> family stuff that's been going on. So, <clears throat> um... I guess um this this may be our last episode for 2017 maybe yeah because the Sunday after will be the New year's Eve party you get drunk I would like to um, wedge in a regular episode before the rest in peace episode mm. so we made our first of the year episode may be uh, more like, hey, let's look forward to 2018 which right. is coming up, and Let, then, let's start on a high note. Yeah, and then our second episode, because um, yeah, it's going to take even longer than usual for me to compile like the list and everything of those that we lost. Yeah, and there were a lot of heavy hitters that I'd like to find some stuff to play right. for. So, yeah, our next episode will be 2017. Uh, we'll kick it off in a happy light, looking forward to. I mean, we got a, we got Danny McBride's Halloween, yeah. Coming up, I mean, we got a lot of cool stuff coming up, um. So that'll be fun, uh, guys. Thanks so much um, for another year of putting up with us and uh, <laughs> all three of you supporting us and listening. I really appreciate it. Again, it would be great to get a little more feedback. Like uh, you said, you're you're you a guy that's in a band my cousin Zach. Uh, is a big yeah. fan well hey cuz <laughs> shoot us a fucking line man become part of the community let us know there's a community out there yeah uh we belong com or facebook we got a page or instagram mm. uh we belong pod. that's right on instagram um lono mojo yep instagram for me imm1987 for ian uh, his Twitter is the same we rarely use Twitter but if you send us something on there we will get it yeah um, I'm somebody on Twitter Lono saves mm. so rarely <laughs> there can even remember um, but yeah like seriously I, it really um means a lot to us those of you that that continue to listen um, we would we would still do this all right uh, regardless but um, it's nice knowing we have guys like Robbie and What's your cousin's name? Zach. Zach and Steven and uh, Aaron. Aaron and Sam. Um, who? Sam. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I have a different name for her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, uh, here's to a wonderful uh, 2018. Uh, coming up, you'll hear um, uh, my buddy Seth. I, I mic'd Seth. I'm not mic'd, so you can't hear me quite as well. But um, enjoy Seth and uh, let me know what you think about that if you're you're looking forward to the second installment Hmm. of uh, what Seth uh, has been watching in (laughs) horror. Um, So uh, Merry Christmas to uh, everyone out there listening and um, Happy New Year. Hmm. Uh, Many thanks to um, more uh, like, uh, what do you call it? other support not just our listeners many thanks to uh, joe whiteford and harley poe for always letting us use their music yeah uh, many thanks to pseudo ludo um <clears throat> for like uh the cool free pins and raffle stuff and right. support that they show us um all throughout the year and um yeah i guess we can just go ahead and raise our glasses if I can get this uh, song queued up. <laughs> I forgot we were going to go out on another uh, another song. Uh, actually, you know what? What's that? We played a Christmas song. Right? We did. We played most of the rest of that album during the uh, <laughs> little impromptu game that we played. We sure did. So <clears throat> Let's instead of a Christmas song Let's uh <laughs> ah, Let's go out with a little something from the new Ghost album Let's do that uh, My apologies to Reg B and the Jizz and Your Doggies We're not abandoning you You're right. back next episode But uh Uh, seriously have a wonderful and safe Christmas and and New Year's guys and uh, never never forget to uh, raise a glass to a new world of gods and monsters nailed it saw franchise
2: yes all the way through saw the final chapter right. jigsaw yes. holds no interest for me whatsoever uh, Much like so. the rest of America yes I I, I guess
1: um, okay so uh, all right let's start let's start let's start uh, back even further okay How, you're 23 23
2: 24 in uh, January
1: okay and the horror genre is just something that never really like popped out
2: to you no partly because it didn't pop out to me and also it, it, it didn't hold any appeal for me and also being raised raised by extremely conservative christian parents right. like anything that was blood yeah, god yeah, stark yeah. yeah that that type of thing was just like not even in the house at all okay
1: um, i'm always fascinated at people that yeah like just not i mean i'm not do not expect everyone to be like a mm-hmm. horror fanatic like i am but it's always interesting to me when I come across uh, like a friend like you mm-hmm. who like has very lightly dipped their toe in, yeah. <laughs> and is it like in their twenties? Mm-hmm. You know? So it was very exciting for me to, to mm-hmm. kind of help introduce you. To and horror. and
2: and before this, I've told you that the uh, most I had probably dipped into horror, and the only slightly horror-ish movie on my top list of movies is the movie Seven, right. which. Very much rides that line between suspense and horror, and just it—it uh, it gets me every time. I love yeah. it.
1: I, I love that weird, like unclassifiable genre. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of movies in, like *Science of the Lambs*. Mm, I think that's a same good one. Kind of thing. Um, but anyway, so delving in, you—I mean, you chose what a lot of people point to as like the, if not the the starter of the recent or most recent run of torture porn yeah uh, probably the franchise that perfected it yeah the saw films (laughs) let's start with the the first the first saw
2: okay uh the first saw i definitely thought was a great uh jumping in point mostly because if if there's a line between suspense and horror in my opinion saw rides that line into In the horror genre, but very close to the line, into suspense. At times, it feels like just a very suspenseful cop flick, and the other time, it feels very horrific. But without being so over the line that I was like, I just can't handle this.
1: I think a lot of the horror... I've, I've said this, and I've, I'm half joking. A lot of the of the fact, that the, or the reasoning that it can be classified as horror has to do with it's a film and later on a franchise Mm -hmm. that has a very distinct and um, and like incredible uh, theme song
2: (laughs) yeah yeah
1: (laughs) i can see that i I don't because suspense films i never really associate with their Mm -hmm. score, but like halloween phantasm friday the 13th all these movies have like really distinctive yes and i think saw falls right into that category, (laughs) if for no other reason, the theme song makes it a horror
2: Absolutely, and every time you hear it, you're like, oh man, crap's going down.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, going into it, did you know much about Saw?
2: I knew nothing about Saw.
1: Perfect.
2: So, I knew absolutely nothing. I didn't have the twist spoiled for me or anything, I just went in blind. And I'm not sure whether you were here. I actually watched Saw 1 at work on dinner break.
1: I think I came back at the tail end of it Yes,
2: again. and I know our other co-worker, Ben, got to watch my reaction reacting to the big twist at the end. And uh, I doubt anyone who listens to your podcast hasn't seen oh, Saw, but yeah, yeah. yeah, for the love of God, if you haven't seen it, at least see the first.
1: Um, yeah, I, I was able later on in the, in the series... To watch you from across the yes. room. Yes. Watching it. If, if somehow any of our listeners get a chance to watch <laughs> Seth watch a horror film, <laughs> it is the most delightful. It really makes you remember why you love horror films. Um, okay, so where did Saw, where, where did the first Saw leave you? Uh, you, so you didn't predict the...
2: No, I did not predict the twist in one, and I kind of call BS on anyone that does, um, or that claims that they do. I'm sorry, the hints are so subtle, and just anyone that says that they called it had to have something spoiled for them. Right. Um, But so, I mean, really... I was so intrigued that I had to go see the sequels. It wasn't that I wanted to. You
1: didn't plan to do the whole series. No, I did not plan to do the whole
2: series. (laughs) I was just like, I'm just going to watch the first one. And then y'all kept hyping the twists up. And then I just kept watching for the twists. And there were certain things I really enjoyed in every film. There were certain things that I was... I had to pause and take like a solid breather in three. That's for sure.
1: What were some of your highlights from from
2: the first Saw? Uh, Highlight from the first Saw... It wasn't really the fact that... It wasn't the fact of anything specific. It was... Jigsaw, in a way, played fair. In Definitely in the later movies, it's more explored, but in the first one, there was a very clear way to win, and there was a clear way to do all those other things, which in... I think those are pro. That's probably my favorite type of horror is when the villain or the, a force or whatever has rules that it has to play by. Um, and Saw definitely followed his, or Jigsaw definitely followed his own rules, and um, had this whole plan that just worked out masterfully. And even in the first one, uh, when you see the twist and then it all clicks, you're just like, y- "What?" <laughs> so and- where
1: where were you left at the end of of the? Of- saw when he stands up game over closes the door and the credits roll
2: shocked and slightly confused not to the point where i was like it was it was unfair confusion i just kept talking out loud to figure out okay how does all of this fit together I was like, so wait, so he was taking the photos back here, and then he kidnapped him here, and it was it was a complete mess. And then each movie, of course. So did then all Saw that. 2 starts. Saw 2 starts. And uh, I actually did call the twist in. I called part of the twist in two, um, but not all of it. I called that uh, the. Uh, interview and what was happening in the room were not happening at the same time that it was recorded. I, of course, did not call the fact that the detective's son was in the safe and all that. But of course, when that whole twist comes around and Jigsaw said, all you need to do is sit here and talk to me and not be a moron. And oh, that one, that one probably made me really respect the character of Jigsaw more than anything else. And
1: he's one of those villains that like you were saying has rules but also has like a philosophy yes. that at its root you kind of understand.
2: In a way. it's it,
1: You don't want to but that like kind of darker side of you. Yes.
2: Like, uh, side note, I'm also watching The Punisher on Netflix mm-hmm. right now and he's kind of in that same boat yeah, of you don't agree with him just running into places and shooting people up. Yes, that they've done bad things but you understand why he's doing it yeah. especially with all the crap that he's seen, and he's dealt with it in his life.
1: So, oh, what, were, what were some of your favorite traps from the first Saw?
2: Oh, that's that's harsh. Um, there weren't that many. There the were part not part part that many. I, of course, the iconic reversed bear trap um, was was fantastic, and it was really interesting to see how, <sighs> quick disclaimer, I do not remember the names of many people in Saw. Except so for the duration of these explanations i will be referring to people as jigsaw one two three and i th- I think there's even a jigsaw four <laughs> yeah. that i named yeah and uh so when when of course the whole thing that created jigsaw two uh, amanda might yeah. be her name but uh it r- is, you're right, yeah. oh it is you're <laughs> thank <right>. god okay <laughs> but um her just That probably, in my opinion, was the most interesting cutaway outside of just the investigating. And it made more sense than just two guys being chained in a room. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then once all the pieces came together, that's when I lost it at the end. Uh,
1: What about traps in part two?
2: Um, Traps in Part 2, I don't think...
1: Part 2 is the one where they're in the house, right? Yes. Okay. Um... It's been a while since I Yes. There, so...
2: I honestly liked the group dynamics in 2 over any other movie, uh, especially because all of the characters, even though you only know them for, I'll just say 50-50, half the movie... Each of them, very clearly, you recognize, like, all right, who's going to be the leader? Who's going to be the asshole? Like, especially when, uh, when you hit the... Uh, they went upstairs, and there's the hole in the floor with all the needles, and it's and it's the bully's challenge, but he throws yeah. someone else in, and... Amanda. Apparently. Oh, yeah, he does throw Amanda in, which I was like, what a dick. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, Yeah, and not
1: not to like like tempt you to watch the new jigsaw, but apparently that dynamic (sighs) the the group dynamic is most of what that one's about.
2: (laughs) But the issue is was I believe five also did the group dynamic and it didn't work as well. No it didn't. It didn't and I think I don't
1: think they developed the characters enough.
2: No, and I think every, because each challenge, someone kept dying off, yeah. as opposed to the majority of the time everyone was alive, that did the characters a disservice more than yeah. anything else. So, uh,
1: so Saw two, how does Saw 2 wrap up? Uh, Saw Just 2 wraps the up. The kid is in the
2: safe. Yeah, the kid is in the safe, and the detective walks downstairs into the room right. from one. And then get shut in with, of course, every movie ends with game over. But, oh.
1: Was two, was Amanda revealed? Amanda was revealed
2: as Jigsaw 2.
1: That's right. Okay. So then, that brings us to part three. Oh, my God. And part three, I watched you watch. Yes. Because you kept wondering where Donnie Wahlberg was. Yes. (laughs)
2: Because he, I can't, I, uh. Because his partner from two is basically looking for him mm. in three, and can't find him.
1: Three, I, as, as far as the sequels go, it's one of my favorites. I think
2: two, three, and four go off of each other very well. Yeah, um, and it was almost to the point where, like, if I had to recommend, if someone was a bigger fan of horror, I would have, I would easily recommend one through four. Yeah. So, yeah, and so she's looking for him and all that, and that. Kind of confused me because I was like, "Wait!" But there was this cutaway that didn't make any sense, and I just kept getting tripped up over myself.
1: Well, I remember the reveal of where the detective yes. is, and you pausing and doing your your Seth yes yell. I, I I like immediately hit
2: the pause button, and I was like, "Okay, wait a minute."
1: <laughs> this is where we're also introduced to Hoffman, right? Yes. Who ends up being Jigsaw? Who ends up being Jigsaw Three? Who is Fantastic as a prick! Oh my gosh! He's so hateable.
2: He is, <laughs> and it's like even
1: before you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's yeah, just a dick.
2: In, it's explored more later, but you do see the roots of it in three. Yeah, and
1: <sighs> so okay, three ends with the guy getting to the end, yes, where his wife is operating on Jigsaw.
2: Yes, and all he has to do is let. Because the entire theme of three was forgiveness. Yeah. And he, the only person he was able to forgive was the lawyer. Oh man, I think I'm getting my saws mixed up now between. It's easy to do. Yeah, it's because do. I, I forget what. Was three the one where his son yes. died? And yeah. so he was dealing with trauma. The only person he could forgive was the judge who had the pig... that was so brutal. That was disgusting to watch.
1: Three had some really harsh traps for me.
2: Uh, But... That wasn't... That wasn't the one where the... Where the... Twisted the joints. That one had me. That was
1: three. Yeah, that was three.
2: That was three. And three I had to pause at the beginning because I was... I felt lightheaded and like I needed to throw up where the dude... Wakes up in the room and he has two ring he has a ring in each hand, a ring in each shoulder, a ring in each of his heels. That was so disturbing to the point where I turned away, wasn't looking, but like I had headphones on, and just the sounds kept making me lightheaded. I'm not even kidding when I say I had to pause for 15 minutes just to recollect myself. Welcome to horror. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It was
1: even Mm. like the more quote unquote tame ones like the the woman who keeps getting hit with the freezing water. Ooh yeah. Like I didn't think that would affect me as much as it did. Mm-hmm. The longer it went, the the more and more like oh I just can't I can't continue through this.
2: And even the fact where she got frozen solid at the end, I was like, that must be a really bad way to go out. <laughs> it has to be. Uh,
1: so yeah we get to the end. Uh, Jigsaw is flatlined.
2: Yes. And uh, it was basically revealed that um, no, not yet. That's... It's it's four and three that the twist ending happened. Yeah.
1: I can't remember.
2: Because... No, no, no. No, no, no. No, it's... I'm, I'm confusing.
1: Four is where they end up finding the cassette and the wax, right?
2: Yes. Okay. Four so is where they is find awesome. the cassette and the wax. I was thinking the twist between... Uh, three and four, where you find out that three and four happens simultaneously, oh, right, yeah, yeah. and that had me. Yeah, in the way that just because of that twist alone, I have to recommend four.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I remember, I think it was the end of three, where you were like, Okay, so he's dead now. How does this keep the- going? <laughs> 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 and Is Ford he- did
2: a really good job of continuing it, you and you then sure,
1: he's dead, and you're like, yeah. He's fucking dead. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I remember you asking me that. I was like, I mean, he took a saw to the jugular. I'm fairly confident about that
1: fact. Um, okay, so what your uh, favorite trap from part three?
2: I think the most impactful thing for me was the fact that he had to burn his son's belongings. Oh, that was tough. And That
1: actor did a really good job. Uh, yes, especially in that moment. Yeah, it
2: was. It wasn't necessarily the pigs getting cut up and turned into right. slop and drowning the guy that. Uh, that was super gross. Yes, <laughs> but it was. It was more of the emotional weight of he has to literally destroy his son's possessions yeah. that he has been holding on to for years and would not let his other child play with. Which I completely forgot about until just yeah. now that he has another kid that right. he is completely ne- neglecting. Yeah, I
1: hated that one. Oh. Uh, was three the one with the fish hooks in the throat?
2: Oh, oh, no. That one was really hard for me. Yeah. Too. And and the one where the twisting of the joints, that, that was yeah, yeah. that was so bad. A
1: great Foley effect on that. <laughs> Who the Foley artist was. I know. <laughs> really, really earned their money. All right, so that takes us to part four, which I believe opens with the autopsy of yes. John...
2: Of John. That might That might be five Cause oh, I was very confused okay. By the message That was left for what Who I thought At the time I guess It was for Jigsaw 3 mm. Where it was you, you really think You're not going to be tested Blah blah blah, blah, blah. But he doesn't get tested Until seven <laughs> Which I was okay. like Way to drag that out For yeah. three movies Okay
1: so what was What was the Plot line of four
2: Four was...
1: I should have revisited all these before we did this. But... <laughs> <sighs> that's
2: that. That's the hard part, is eventually they all do become yeah. this one big story. Um, four might have been the one with the group dynamic. No, that might have been five had the group dynamic.
1: Did four... Start off with the two guys chained to the device in the middle and one of their them had their eyes sewn shut. And
2: oh, and the other had their mouth. That was so disturbing to watch right off of the bat. Um and that might have that might have been six. I remember how seven opened.
0: <laughs> we're I, far away from I know, seven. we're far away from
2: 7. I'm just... It's for the we're life of me, four. I am
1: scared. Well, I remember 7.
2: I remember 7. Because <laughs> I remember it was such a different... The way it looked was so different from all of the other movies yeah. that it very much took me out of the movie itself. Okay, but like part, you said, we'll get to that.
1: Part 4, uh, the micro cassette is found during yes. the autopsy. Uh, and it reveals to Hoffman that uh, the games, including his own, will continue. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy with his eyes shown sewn shut, and the guy with his mouth sewn. Oh shut gosh! Starts there. Um, oh, oh, is this? This is this was the one with the the black guy who has to go through all the. Like he ends up going to that. Motel, the sleazy motel.
2: Yes. And it almost came across as an attempt to convert him to Jigsaw's ways, which was very interesting. Um, I was kind of upset at this one because it didn't seem as winnable as all of the others, where your goal is to, for example, with with a woman in his house, where it's like he's... Because he, wait, is he, a, he, is he another crooked cop? I part, part
1: four is where um, Matthews is revealed on the ice block.
2: Okay. Yeah. I was about to say. I don't know why I thought that was earlier,
1: but yeah, that's part four. And then it and, and that's when it, it reveals it is, that
2: three uh, and four happen right. simultaneously, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Because I, I feel like there was a whole movie where Matthews just didn't show up. Yeah. And then I was like, what the shit, you're still alive?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, the cop, the the black cop, not to be racist, Rig, uh, comes well, home and finds... Is, is
2: it bad that I completely forgot there was a black protagonist <laughs> yeah. for an entire yeah, Saw movie?
1: As a matter of fact, Seth, it is. Um, he finds a prostitute bound Dennis. to here in the living room and accidentally turns on the trap, which starts tearing her scalp. Yeah, which yeah, was yeah.
2: disgusting. But again, if he doesn't save her, then she is told to kill him, which right. is... It's an entire thing that I just did not like, but that that trap I think was probably the weakest out mm-hmm. of all the ones I can remember. And
1: then in part four, we also find out and find out more and meet Jill, mm-hmm. uh, John's wife, yes, or widow. Uh, at this point, what the one... did you think of her to begin with? Did you, did you, off the bat, smell something fishy?
2: Um, I knew that the writers were coming up with something. At that point, we're in movie four. I'm along for the ride at this point. I will buy whatever the writers throw at me. So as long as it fits in with the character, because any time a jigsaw puzzle or thing just felt wrong, typically it was because it wasn't done by jigsaw. Right. And that's why it was a nice writing trick, but it immediately made me go, Hmm <laughs> Yeah. So I was okay with uh Jigsaw's wife, especially because he had flashed back to her in like two or three, so Yeah.
1: It's all coming back to me now because this is the this is the one where we find out that Hoffman is actually Yes. Jigsaw um, three. Yeah. He um because he is on the other side of the mm-hmm. ice block. Yes. And then he just stands up. Yeah. Toward the end of the movie. Yeah and, and like, you, you think the sur- yeah,
2: and you think that he's supposed to get electrocuted and he just stands up. Yeah. Ugh. Uh,
1: and then Rig comes in mm-hmm. in time to see the ice blocks come down and crush Eric. Yeah, head. because all he has
2: to do... He said, time is on your side. All you have to do is... In order to save them, all you have to do is let them go. Yeah. And he reached them with literally one second left on the clock. Dumbass. And... That, that's the thing that got reiterated for me over and over throughout the franchise was just, had anyone just listened to the man? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
1: so that leads us to, uh, okay, we now know that Hoffman is the next apprentice. Yes. Uh, it leads us to Saw 5, mm-hmm. uh, which is mostly about Hoffman. Yes. Um, it's the one where the opening scene is the guy tied to the pendulum, or oh. underneath the pendulum. Oh, that
2: was rough. I've, I've.
1: And he has to crush his hands if he wants to be released.
2: I've, I've never. I've never imagined a man getting sawed in half, mm-hmm. and then I watched that, and it was everything I didn't dream of. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, this, and then we get insult to injury for the for the audience, mm-hmm. uh, where Hoffman gets promoted. Yep. To detective lieutenant. Oh, yep. Credited with lo- closing the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, But then we're treated to a nice uh, aha moment where uh, he finds a note that says, "I know who you are." Yep. Richie. Underground room, five people awaken with collars connected. This is the group mechanic. Right. Yeah. This is the one that does. I thought, I, thought right.
2: I remembered. I was like, because <laughs> there were five people in the room. I was like, "This is Saw Five. Way to go, writers!"
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, uh, oh, you you this yeah. Yeah. Yep. One another thing I really liked about the series is they always called back to little things that you missed in earlier. Absolutely. Like in five, they even go back to to the first saw with, mm-hmm. uh, and like give you more information about Gordon. Yep. And how he became involved and little things that you'd even forgotten about as you can tell. I which which
2: really helped out for me, kind of watching them back to back to back, and I. I think the longest stretch I went in between watching Saw movies was four days tops. Mm. There was a good stretch where I think I watched four, five, six, and seven in a work week. Wow! <laughs> I'm not even kidding.
1: So the end of part five uh, is like one of the most upsetting endings to me. Mm-hmm. Strom, who is now who's the good cop, yes, is is on. He's on to Hoffman. He knows yep. what's going on. He trails him to the to the lair. Where he finds a tape that tells yep. him to get into the glass coffin. Mm-hmm.
2: Doesn't, because why does anyone ever listen to Jigsaw? Yeah. So, and uh, then pushes, literally pushes Jigsaw 3 into the box, closes it on him, yeah. and kills himself, basically.
1: Oh. Uh, it's lowered into the floor safely. The walls close in on Strom, who is then crushed to death. So, that brings us to part 5. Mm hmm. Um. Oh, also, I, we were just talking about it. I can't remember where it was because I'm lazy when I do these and I don't do the research that mm-hmm. I did beforehand. But one of the traps that really fucked me up when I first saw it was, I believe it was Strom uh, waking up with his head yeah. in an aquarium mm-hmm. that begins filling with water and then fills all the way with fucking water, and. And I had no idea And that's terrifying The only thing more terrifying than that Is how to get out of it Which is he Without looking Unscrews like an old school pen mm-hmm. From his pocket And plunges it into his fucking trachea
2: I'm sitting here And I'm just re-envisioning it And it's so painful <laughs> got, Even in my own memory
1: Giving himself a tracheotomy That you <sighs> then hear Him take like a huge breath Into his lungs from, it's just, It was so effective Ugh. okay so part six mm-hmm. uh, predatory, predatory lenders
0: <laughs> Predatory, um, yes
1: it's a, a fat white dude and a black woman mm-hmm. and they have to give up a pound of flesh
2: yes and the uh, and the guy cuts from his side and the girl does the smart thing and chops her own arm off because yeah. she has less body weight and this to me summed up the biggest there, there's a line shortly after that scene that means a lot to me probably more than the writers envisioned but there's a line where Hoffman goes and he talks to the woman who chopped her arm off and uh, basically he it's the whole thing with the saw victims like well did did you learn and uh, the woman go just raises up the her stub of an arm and goes what am I supposed to learn from this? Yeah. I had to pause the movie and just reflect on that for a second, because without fail, and as it's been demonstrated earlier in the other saw movies, without fail, anytime Jigsaw put together a uh, trap, well, unquote, a game, they either died or learned their lesson. Proven by Amanda. Uh, I think Amanda is the only person to survive a game. And, but again, with all the ones that Jigsaw made, all of them were winnable. It's just Jigsaw knows them too well and knows human nature too well that they played to their weaknesses and played to what he expected them to do. Yeah. So, But the fact that now Hoffman is the one designing the games and carrying on Jigsaw's legacy, he can't do the games to the same perfection that Jigsaw did. And that had me weak. <laughs>
1: <laughs> also, the, the the effects on the guy trying to cut a pound off of his side Oh, incredibly effectively. They are. I thought.
2: They are. It, wa- it wasn't as sickening as three, but I didn't want to look at a dude literally chop a pound yeah. of his side off.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Hoffman meets with Simone. Um uh, we went through that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he later meets with, uh, Jill Tuck. Oh, he meets with a reporter, Pamela. Mm-hmm. Who says that she found something in the meatpacking plant. Uh, then he goes to meet with Jill Tuck, um, at her clinic and takes control of the games. He's given five envelopes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: From a box left to her in, uh, John's will. Oh. Uh, with the photos of people to be tested. mm mm-hmm. Uh. We get some flashbacks. We got a lot uh, of flashbacks. With John and Jill. um, Like, uh, hearkening back to 3, where Jill, like, visits him hours before he dies. Um, William Easton, an insurance executive for Umbrella (laughs) Health, um, uh, gets abducted.
2: Mm hmm Which then ties into his whole formula about... Uh, who should live and who should die, and yeah, that whole fiasco. Uh,
1: he is taken to an abandoned zoo, where he and janitor Hank awaken in vises designed to tighten around their torsos each time they breathe into oxygen masks. I forgot about that one.
2: Yeah, that that was rough. Uh,
1: John then shows up on a videotape um, and tells William that he has one hour. To complete four tests tests, and remove the bombs strapped to his limbs or he will lose his family. Hank, who is a heavy smoker, I can relate, is (laughs) unable to hold his breath for long and is killed by the vice. Yeah. That would be me. Um...
2: See, as, then, a, as 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 a past swimmer, assuming I was still in my swimming shape, I would be bawling at that game. No one, true. no one could beat me at that game. Yeah, we... I
1: hope you and I never find ourselves oh. in this trap.
2: <laughs> Keep in mind, this was back when I was really in shape for um for for year round swimming. We used to do drills where we would have to go twenty five meters completely under the water.
1: Uh, so then William, uh, oh yeah, I forgot. I actually forgot about this entire movie. <laughs> Uh, William uh, then, like, realizes that uh, everyone, every test he has to go through is saving someone who works for him. Yes. Um,
2: and he has to put a value on different people's life. Like, there's the two people over over the pit and he has to hold on to the two chains and let literally let go of the person yeah. um, who, who is supposed to die and hence save the person who's supposed to live. And it's a young person who has no friends or family um, but is extremely healthy versus a person who is decently healthy but has friends and family and he needs to make a value decision
1: uh, and then we find out Williams like grand mm-hmm. part in this is that he um, um, denied a request for experimental treatment yeah for John when he had his cancer Um <sighs> Uh, the game is viewed by a woman named Tara and her son Brent from a cage below the observation room, which mm-hmm. contains a tank of hydrofluoric acid and a switch marked "Live and Die." I don't remember this. Oh yeah. Pamela awakens in another cage on the side of the room. On the other side of the room, during the game, Hoffman is called away by Erickson and Perez, who found the Baxter audio tape. So things are starting to like close in on Hoffman. Yeah. Thank God. Um. Uh, Hoffman ends up killing everybody.
2: Which, <laughs> bre- aside from all of this, the only reason that those FBI people are onto him is because he went outside of what Jigsaw said. Because yep. remember, he took Strom's hand from the Crusher thing put fingerprints on things which made them question everything that this was even a jigsaw killing in the first place
1: and then he sets the place on fire and then so, he sets the place on fire uh, he goes back to the observation room finds a letter he'd written to amanda in which he used his knowledge of her role in uh, jill's miscarriage which we found out about earlier
2: this i didn't like i did not like this at all because originally it, it seemed like in. it felt shoehorned in because it before it almost seemed like Jigsaw two and three existed without the others' knowledge, which I or excuse me, three knew about two. Two didn't know about three, because there's that whole thing in an earlier film where um, they're setting they're setting up the events of uh, Saw three, and Amanda is wheeling in um, the patient, and Jigsaw three literally walks out of a secret entrance and it's assumed because Amanda is not supposed to see him Right. which I guess and at that point I would question oh so this is Amanda's test and this is his backup plan if Amanda doesn't pass her test which would make sense although I really and it also didn't sit right with me again that Amanda got tested twice right that didn't seem fair to me In any aspect whatsoever. Because again, Hoffman got tested once for when he had the the shotgun at the belly. But I'll at least accept the argument that that was not a true game. And that what happens in the later movie was. But either way, what happened to Amanda I don't think was fair nor in keeping with Jigsaw's character.
1: I think you're probably right about that. Um, William reaches the end of his path with one second left. He's between the cages. It's then revealed that Pamela is his sister. Yep. And Tara and Brent are his family. Yep. Uh, Tara is informed by a videotape of John that she can either kill William or free him using the switch. Yep. When she's unable to make a decision, Brent angrily shifts the switch and a bed of needles swings down and injects William's body with the acid,
2: killing him. Which liquefies his body, Yes. which was an insane effect in and of itself. I
1: don't know if you're familiar with hydrofluoric acid. Yeah, no. I am now.
2: <laughs> yeah, assuming uh, it's a thing.
1: And then the most, the, the, the most like memorable scene for me out of part six, obviously because I didn't remember any of the rest of it. Um,
2: the death merry-go-round?
1: Uh, no, no, no. Uh, Ooh. Oh, well, we skipped that. I don't remember the Death Mary. You don't remember the Death merry go round? Oh, that
2: was harsh. What was it? Okay, so he, he, uh, going back, he has these six who I like to call interns that run his formula and basically deny people coverage based on his formula that he created, uh, his uh, algorithm. So these six interns are basically strapped to a... Death merry go round with their hands behind their back and they, it'll rotate and spin and it'll oh, stop the on shotgun? them. Yeah, and there's a shotgun yeah. where it will turn the thing and pull the trigger and yeah. the shotgun will go off six times. That is unav which by the way, what shotgun holds six shots? That already has me like, wait a minute. I'm no gun expert. But obviously. Obviously. But <laughs> I'm just saying, I know my grandfather owns a shotgun that looks fairly similar to the one in the movie. Some and that runs. thing... No, it holds three. <laughs> no, that that thing holds three. No more.
1: If any of our listeners know of a way to rig up a shotgun in real life, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, let us know. Yeah, I forgot about that. That, was probably, yeah. that one went on for a while. It did. Made, it really did. It really made you watch it happen. Mm-hmm.
2: And... At first, the person was like, oh, I'm pregnant. They're like, no, you're not. And everyone just starts lying about themselves or whatever. And the worst part was the guy who was last. And he's just like, oh, great, you've killed me. And then he just starts going, fuck you. Fuck you. I'm going to say whatever I want. (laughs) Uh, In the the the
1: memorable part for me uh, is Jill restrains Hoffman. Ooh. Locks a reverse bear trap on his head, which is, I think, the first time we've seen the reverse bear trap in a long time.
2: Yeah, since two, yeah, I think it has appeared in every movie since, but it was never used.
1: Uh, and then you, you really, as a viewer, feel like you're gonna get your come and Oh my god! Or you know, you get to watch Hoffman, finally, this smug, arrogant fucking prick. Uh, she, she locks him in, it gives him 45 seconds.
2: Still um, didn't like it, because it was still unwinnable. It wasn't a yeah. challenge that Jigsaw had, um, up or had uh, set up. It was just very much a, here you go, I'm yeah. just going to do this, so you die. She
1: pulls out the sixth photo from the envelope, which yep. is him, and you're like, oh! I was yep. anyway, like, oh, fuck!
2: I still went, oh, because I knew he was going to be tested yeah. from the whole wax mm-hmm. tape thing, but it didn't sit right with me because it didn't feel like a test. It just felt like murder.
1: Yeah, although he gets out
2: of it. He does get out of it.
1: Which, again, robs me of my desire to see this fucking guy die. But Uh, the
2: issue is, is the way he wins is not designed by the game. It's not like Jigsaw told her to trap him in this specific room. Yeah, yeah. And did all that. It was Hoffman's own ingenuity that got him out of that situation
1: it's true and it, it wasn't without uh wounding yeah. himself either uh like a, i think i remember like a huge oh yeah he gets a, gets a huge
2: gash which yeah. lasts for the entire seventh movie
1: <laughs> yeah which brings us
2: to the seventh movie
1: to saw seven uh, also known as saw 3d uh,
2: also known as easily my least favorite easily uh,
1: as a film, I think it's it's not one of the best, but as a wrap-up device, I liked it a lot. Um, <sighs> uh, the
2: issue was, it felt very self-satisfied with itself.
1: Yeah. It it was kind of c- like that about it, though.
2: I felt like the movie was basically like. Kind of this. This is gonna be a really odd analogy. Just, just bear with me here. Felt like it just kept touching itself and being like, "Yeah." You're not
1: wrong. You're not wrong. I love the idea though of of uh, a guy like building his career off of lying about being a victim.
2: I agree, and it uh, makes total sense for him. Um, although I feel like I wish in the end that out of everyone I wish that he actually pulled it off mm. and they do the predictable thing and he fails right and kills his wife in a very over the top I think dumbest way possible I think the dumbest way possible
1: are you talking about the end of the movie
2: yeah the yeah, end of the yeah, movie yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, we'll get to that. I agree.
2: Cause I was expecting some big build up. Cause every time he completed a challenge, the she she started basically standing, yeah. and then the chain got shorter, brought her to her knees. Then it got shorter, got her on all fours, yeah. and then now we're talking. Well, <laughs> I was, I I don't know. I think sharks in a tank, would have would have been better than what Saw three D had given me.
1: You're not wrong. Okay, this one opens with arguably, yeah. I think. The funniest opening. Trick. Oh, I completely uh, agree. Uh, two douchebags in a storefront window, mm-hmm. and the horror that they've yes. been sharing, unbeknownst to each other, yeah. uh, dangling above them. And uh, they can sa- one of them can save her life by pushing the rotating saw blade towards the other. Yes, or they can just work together and, and kill her. Yes.
2: Which they do, I believe. They right? do. Yeah. They absolutely do. It's so logical. It is. It's just like, wait a minute. This girl is absolutely is a lying bitch. <laughs> Screw <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> My biggest issue, and this this is more indicative of the entire film than actually the first kill itself, but the moment the movie opens, it looks different than any other Saw movie. Yeah, And I was... Probably more disappointed with Saw, the final chapter, Saw 3D, than anything else.
1: Well, you still have Jigsaw to look forward
2: to. Uh, no, I don't.
1: <laughs> uh, so Jill Tuck, at the beginning of this one, goes to the Internal Affairs and says, Hey, Hoffman. Yeah. So he's given up, which is nice. hmm But you also, as a viewer, know that he's not done. Yes. Um, she gives him up in, in exchange for immunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, shocking, I don't think would happen, actually, <laughs> in real life. Um,
2: I, think, I think the only reason that I bought that she got full immunity was the fact that everything about Jigsaw was still shrouded in mystery. And it was something where, like, look, if we can stop this and true. shine a light yeah. on all of these killings, then screw it. Immunity yeah. for the dude's wife.
1: That's true. Okay. You make a good point.
2: I'll, I'll, I'll at least buy it. Granted, you have to suspend some disbelief, but I can at least buy that.
1: Yeah.
0: I've uh,
2: bought more in the past six movies. <laughs> yes. Very true.
1: Uh, Hoffman abducts a punk gang, a skinhead gang, uh, and puts them in a junkyard trap.
2: Yeah, that was disgusting.
1: Kills all of them. It was. But also, he... don't think it was
2: winnable, which...
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Then he leaves a reverse bear trap at the scene to incriminate Jill, Mm -hmm. um, who's uh, in protective custody. This, I think, what I'm about to get to, Mm -hmm. is probably the main reason that I loved this movie. Okay. Dr. Gordon is back.
2: Absolutely. And
1: I just love Carrie Elway's Uh everything he's in. The Um, Grand Pirate Roberts... I Saw. <laughs> I, can, I cannot
2: give him enough props for Princess Bride, yeah. and I, I love that movie with every fiber of my being.
1: I need to let you borrow a movie called The Crush. Okay. It isn't a horror film, mm-hmm. uh, but it is very much a thriller uh, that he stars in. Okay. It's a frustratingly <laughs> wonderful film. Um, so, it turns out he cauterized his leg yeah. on a steam pipe. Solid. He uses a cane now, looking more badass than before.
2: (laughs) Which, you know, we didn't think was possible. But at the same time, this is what tripped me up so much, because I thought that there was a cutaway or a scene in a previous movie that established that he was dead. Or I may have confused... Uh, Gordon and... Um, uh, the
1: photographer from the...
2: No, 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 uh, the detective from the second movie. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. 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 So that, that's the part that had me confused. I was like, I mean, I thought you were dead, but okay?
1: Also, as a, as, as a, as a horror geek, I, I love um, in the making of a franchise mm-hmm. when someone who was such a large part of the original agrees to come back to be like kind of a button it doesn't have anything to do with the film mm-hmm. but just as a as a, like a diehard horror guy it was cool to see that he agreed to come back
2: absolutely and i think i think with uh, any any franchise that's extremely yeah. uh cathartic to see <laughs> that's a good word for it yeah <laughs> <laughs> it, it just makes you feel good you're like oh, it's just like old times again.
1: (laughs) Uh, So then Hoffman uh, abducts Bobby Dagan, Mm. uh, who I could not stand from the beginning. No, God, Um, no. Why can't I remember the actor's name? Um, I'm terrible with actor's names. Sean Patrick Flannery. Sure. Uh, He was in Boondock Saints, and a lot of people know him from. Mm -hmm. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, He was, I think, well cast as, as... the character. Because mm-hmm. um, you, you don't necessarily want him to die, but you do kind of want him to learn a lesson. Yes. Um, because, and this is also, I can't remember when this movie came out, but there was also, like, I, I remember, it may have been much earlier than this film coming out, but I remember so much being made of, like, uh, false 9 11 survivors, people who would make a quick buck out of, you know, saying that they yeah. were part of the team that, that rushed in and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's nice to see somebody like that get their comeuppance. Yes. <laughs> um, so uh, Dagon awakens in a cage in an abandoned <sighs> asylum and is told that his wife Joyce will die if he doesn't save her within an hour. Mm-hmm. Joyce, as we mentioned earlier, was chained to the neck uh, chained at the neck to a steel platform uh, that gradually pulls her down to the ground as she watches his progress.
2: I think gradually is a strong word. It very very suddenly does it every time he beats a challenge, which is very odd that it's set up that way, but whatever.
1: Uh, after he gets out of the cage, uh, we realize it's dangling over a floor of spikes. Uh, he finds Nina, his publicist. Oh, this is the, the fish oh, the Oh, gosh. Um, this... Was not cool. No, this was not cool at all. It was. Uh, I can't. I can't. Was it a bunch of? Okay. No. 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 One?
2: So what? What had happened? Oh, it's just thinking about it. Father's it's. It's name. disgusting. So there is a string that is coming out of her mouth, and I don't know how Hoffman would have set this up, but anyway, so there is a fish hook with the key that is in her stomach, right? And so. This guy has to take it out of her stomach through the esophagus, out of the mouth, causing all kinds of pain on the way out, more than likely ripping the esophagus on the way up. And the girl has to stay quiet the entire time. Because if she doesn't stay quiet, then these needles approach her throat. And basically, the whole thing was. Oh, if, if you, she needs to stay silent now or she'll stay silent forever right. because she kept your secret knowing that you were lying. And uh, the 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 concept was good. it was it was just so wrong and disgusting and it was more the mental image of what was happening. It was being visi- visibly shown mm. that was my issue. I was just like it was like. Oh, oh. Mm.
1: Uh. Uh, he then uh, finds Suzanne, his lawyer, mm-hmm. and a piercing wheel. I don't remember this. Oh,
2: name. a piercing wheel. I don't. Recall oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. She, basically, she's on this thing where uh, just imagine a circle, and her feet are pointing towards like three o'clock. Her heads, or her feet are pointed at nine o'clock. Her head is pointed at three o'clock. Uh-huh. And it'll slowly tilt, and if her head reaches, I think, let's just say 10 o'clock, then a spike will go through her eyes. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. disgusting.
1: Yeah, I, I, yeah. There was a reason I forgot about that one.
2: Yeah. Uh, then you, you, you kind of uh, block out some of these kills because they are just that disturbing.
1: Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, then finds uh, Kale McNamara, his best friend and co-conspirator in a hanging trap.
2: Oh
1: this is the one where he had to like?
2: He had to guide him out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and I never realized this, but the the three of them represented the three monkeys. See no evil, speak no evil, hear no evil.
2: You're speak. right. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. They're killed. They're yeah. all They all die. They're,
2: they all die because of course. Uh,
1: after. Because
2: if this this movie is probably everything predictable, I'm sorry. This was easily the most predictable Saw. By far.
1: Yeah. After removing his upper wisdom teeth excruciatingly Ugh. to obtain the combination for a security door.
2: Which is wholly unnecessary, by the way. <laughs> I, I honestly, had they just skipped that part entirely and yeah. he, had he just gone straight to the room, then it would have been fine. But it really added
1: nothing. Yeah, that's true.
2: I don't, I don't felt like it taught him a lesson. It was just kind of like, yeah, rip your own wisdom teeth out. Have fun with that.
1: I do love the uh, the ironic nature of his final trap, though. Yes. Where he is then forced to actually go through the trap. That I he agree. seems to have survived, um, which is uh, large hooks driven through his pectoral muscles. <sighs> and then he has to hoist himself to the ceiling by these hooks. By pulling uh, and, then, to these and then connect
2: the extension cords which requires two hands and hence the hooks in the chest And uh, yeah. he doesn't do it because of course we have to go for the most predictable outcome here and, and then the dumbest <laughs> kill in the saw franchise <laughs> the best
1: part of all seven movies that's
2: the worst part of all seven movies by far the worst. Tell, tell
1: everybody what happened. Okay.
2: So what happens is he's climbing the thing and his pectoral muscles, which by the way, I don't even know whether this is possible to hoist yourself up through your pectoral oh muscles. God. Either way, it doesn't work. And he just falls flat. The timer runs out. So, again, the chains begin to short, short and shorter. She's on all fours. Very missionary position here. And the... Timer runs out, the floor sinks a little lower, this cylindrical dome just pops up over her and turns into what I thought originally kind of looked like a World War II nuke. And I was like, oh great, we're just going to send her at some foreign country for all I care. But no, it turns into the world's biggest oven. Yep. And proceeds to bake her alive. And he can't do anything about it because the, there's an electric fence around that he can't stop. But the, the effects for it's just boom, boom, the top closes. And then it gets capped on the front. And then the horror element of it is there. It is so over the top and so unnecessary
1: so you're saying nailed it.
2: I'm saying I'm saying nailed it as in, like, the room nailed it. <laughs> right. <laughs> in no, the I'll same sense that right. the room nailed being horrible, so did the giant human-sized oven nailed being the worst thing in the Saw franchise.
1: Also, aside from the way it is enacted, we've already seen this in Saw 2.
2: Yes, the you were right. I completely forgot about yeah. that. And it was done much better. Much better, yes because it's even set up to be like oh look there's two things and what i what i thought was going to be was like one of the serums was going to be messed up but actually one of the chains is safe and if he just takes the one puts it in himself and gets out he's fine and that's makes someone else go in the oven for the second one which then turns the oven on yeah but again winnable
1: (laughs) uh so (sighs) when the SWAT team finds out the location uh they uh, they're sealed in a room and killed by toxic gas in a very anticlimactic
2: extremely anticlimactic way at least in saw 2 saw's uh, jigsaw's trap had the decency to break a guy's legs yeah. and then send them flying back into the now closed metal door that has been electrified that was creative Toxic gas, the worst idea if you are a Jigsaw or Jigsaw clone. You
1: sound like you're a real disciple of this Jigsaw I'm character. just
2: saying, it's so dumb.
1: I'm just saying John Kramer <laughs> was a saint. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna continue his work. You are Jigsaw.
2: I am not, I refuse. Are you
1: Jigsaw 5?
2: Yeah, Jigsaw 5. Um, because okay. cause that's up in the air at the end and we haven't even gotten to that yet. Oh.
1: So the, the cops find Hoffman's command center in the junkyard and they find uh, Dan's corpse sitting in front of monitors connected to the headquarters of the police station. Uh, the police headquarters. Um, and through that, they, they see Hoffman brought into the morgue in a body bag. Um, they try to warn Palmer, uh, but an automatic gun turret Rises up and kills everybody. Hoffman gets up and kills the people in the morgue. Everyone else, everyone who is keeping him from Jill talk. Jill briefly escapes before she's caught and knocked unconscious. Uh, Hoffman then straps her to a chair, much like the end of part six, in reverse. Mm-hmm. Locks a, bear tra- a reverse bear trap to her head. And she awakens the timer started.
2: Which I have to admit is the only time in the entire Saw franchise where we actually see the reverse bear trap work.
1: That's true, yeah.
2: But. The most
1: iconic, definitely the most iconic mm-hmm. trap from that series, and mm-hmm. you don't see it actually in action. Yeah, until, until the, the final yeah, movie. I never thought about that. Yep, which is. Because which, it tears her the fuck apart.
2: Oh my gosh, I did not think it would do that much damage, it's pretty and great. then I was like, oh yeah, it would do that. Yeah. For, for a moment, I thought it was going to, so it, it, it starts to get like this. For a moment, I thought it was going to go, like, a full 180 degrees and, like, completely flip her head sure, right. open like a can of worms, but.
1: I think that's how everybody always imagined
2: it. Yeah. I know, and, I know. and instead, it went from completely closed to, like, a 45-degree angle, yeah, which I, is going to do a lot of damage, <laughs> yeah, you're admittedly. Still you're still screwed, but. Um, so and the Hoffman, sound, the sound with that was just yeah. beyond, ugh.
1: Uh, say what you will about the Saw franchise it had different directors and different writers throughout mm-hmm. but whoever handled the Foley God. on the series really got down to it You know, they really earned their paycheck
2: and I think when you say they got down to it I think they literally got on the floor and made some of these sound <laughs> effects right. with Foley
1: oh absolutely uh, Hoffman's feeling pretty good about himself thinks he's going to get away yep. with it uh, he destroys the workshop uh, and then suddenly is attacked and subdued by three pig-masked figures. Mm-hmm. One of whom has a cane and walks with a bit of a limp.
2: Which? And called
1: has, it! And has a bit of an English accent that he tries to maintain. Flashbacks show that Kramer... Uh, uh, this is when we get what, what happened to Dr. Gordon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kramer found him unconscious by the steam pipe, nursed him back to health. Uh, Seemingly, since the end of Saul 1, uh, Dr. Gordon has been assisting uh, John Kramer in a much better way than any of the other disciples have. Yeah. Um, uh, Jill's the only person who knew this. She delivered a package to him at the hospital to videotape. John asking him to watch over Jill and take action if anything ever happened to her. Uh, To this end, Lawrence has Hoffman.
2: And that's my question, is in what way did Dr. Gordon help Jigsaw? Because it flashed so quickly that I was confused on what parts of the last seven movies Gordon helped with versus Jigsaw 2 and 3.
1: I don't remember exactly, but I do remember being impressed by how many times they were able to... Put mm-hmm. Gordon in to different situations yeah. since part one, and but I, I don't have any like specifics.
2: And, and and the hardest part for me to buy is the fact that Gordon does become Jigsaw Four. Doctor Gordon. Doctor Gordon. What I say? <laughs> you just said Gordon. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> doctor Gordon. I went to my medical. Sc- I went to medical medical school for eight years. I earned that fucking <laughs> <You're right>.
1: doctor. <laughs> I think it's Doctor Pepper's line. <laughs> Where I look like Pib. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so then, and, and, you know, us talking about this tonight and before, you know, after you mm-hmm. watched it, you brought a lot of things into <laughs> light that I do now agree. I, 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 oh, I sing the praises of Saw 7 a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think it really all comes down to this final scene because I've waited so long to see Hoffman finally get what he fucking deserves. Get his comeuppance. And boy does he ever... And I just... I love the full circle ending of Gordon tossing him into the fucking bathroom Mm -hmm. where it all began. Yes. You know... Ankle locked to the fucking uh, pipe. Yep. Tosses a hacksaw in.
2: No, No, no. Oh, does he not? No, he doesn't toss the hacksaw in. He has the hacksaw. And oh, in, it out. And in, in one of the most self movie self jerk offs ever, throws it straight at the camera in a 3D well, motion. It is saw 3D. 3D ruined the directing aspect of this movie for me. You're not me. wrong. You're not wrong. Absolutely ruined it for me.
1: Um, uh, lights out, game over. <sighs> Jigsaw has won the day. Hoffman finally gets his. Yep. Uh, And I will say, uh, Costas Mandalore, uh, who plays Hoffman, Mm -hmm. I hate. Uh, I love. You love, but. For me to hate that character so much, that guy has got to be a really good actor. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think I've seen him in anything else, but um, he's kind of the outside of the film, looking at it as an actor, Mm. kind of the unsung hero. Yeah of acting Mm -hmm. uh, and kind of the character that in some of those sequels that didn't hold up quite as well as the others um, was kind of the glue that would keep you watching.
2: I agree. And in a way he had to be because we had no other characters to really latch onto outside of the antagonists. In this case, Jigsaw and Jigsaw three.
1: Yeah. So what are your thoughts having as a friend, as a whole, as, you, as, you, do you regret having gone through all of them?
2: i don't regret going through the soft franchise not at least not currently <laughs> the the thing is is if anyone if if anyone comes up to me and say hey man like i'm thinking about going through the soft franchise i'll be like all right how much of a horror fan are you We'd be like well i don't watch horror at all i was like all right start with one and we'll see where we go you're like all right well I'm at least intrigued. I was like, one through four. Horror is definitely for you. Watch them all. Go see Jigsaw in theaters. I don't care.
1: That's a really good test. Yeah, that's that's a really good way to break those up. Mm -hmm. I never thought about it. Um, You have no interest in Jigsaw.
2: I have no interest in Jigsaw whatsoever.
1: Even after I watch it this weekend. (laughs) More than likely.
2: More than likely.
1: Um, Okay. If you were if you were to dive into something, another horror franchise after Saw...
2: <sighs> Can we make this multiple choice? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just saying... Because I'm, I'm not, not saying, ultimately familiar with a lot right, of other I'm franchises. Not, I'm not saying that you
1: should, mm-hmm. but I didn't know if there were any that you had heard of over the years that piqued your interest, like Nightmare on Elm Street is huge, Friday the 13th has like mm-hmm. 10 or 11 if you count the remake. Oof. Um Phantasm uh, has uh, we'll, we'll get
2: to that Richie We'll get to that
1: We will actually in the, in the next installment Of uh, the I don't have a title yet For this little <laughs> series that we're doing uh, I, uh, Confessions of a
2: non-horror fan <laughs> <laughs>
1: for, uh, for Halloween I, for, for October I uh, loaned Seth Some of the uh, uh, I don't want to say entry level But some of the more seminal uh, mm-hmm. horror titles uh, that I think are good ones to start out with. So the next time we hear from Seth, he's going to tell us about uh, Night of the Living Dead, mm-hmm. Evil Dead 2, yep. Uh, Phantasm. Yep.
2: What We Did uh, in the what Shadows. What We
1: Do in the Shadows. And uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yes. part one and two. Yes. Those, I'm very excited to hear what you thought about those. Um, Seth, thank you so much for, for taking the time uh, to sit here and talk to me and for for going through that franchise uh, it's such a, a there huge... were some rough
2: patches but you know it in the end I think I might have had a little fun maybe well, no, just a so little just a little
1: did it in any way open you up to the world of horror letting the world of horror in a little more
2: I think
1: because there were moments especially in the mm-hmm. early ones like you were saying one through four yep. where we would talk about like you were impressed by some of the cinematography mm-hmm. and some of the camera tricks that they would use to go from scene to scene and
2: stuff like that. Oh my God, I completely <laughs> forgot about some of those. Yeah, it gets really creative later on. And I think Saw 1 through 4 definitely work on a writing, directing, cinematography level mm-hmm. of just, and and especially with writing a twist, because I swear to God, if I have to sit through one more piss-poor attempt by M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong, then...
1: Uh, I couldn't agree more with that. I know. I could not agree more with that. Game over.